Hello and welcome to Elite Week, uh, episode 30, Friday, August the 14th, 2020, Galactic Water Cooler. How are you? I am Kai Zen and uh, it's Friday night. All right, with us tonight, we've got Arson Cross as a co host, and of course, on the tech, say hello to the beautiful people, Arson. Good evening, everybody. Happy to be here as usual. All right. And uh, we also have Tweaked 74 in the house. Say hello, Tweaked. Hello, all my space peeps out there. We made it to another Friday night, made it through another rough week. Hope everybody's cracking them open, having a good time. Hell yes. And tonight, Roy will not be with us because Roy is taking his kid on a college tour. So he's driving around, I don't know, going to colleges, which sounds really fun when you're a kid. But uh, when you're Clark old enough to have style. a kid, yeah, when you're old enough to have a kid going to college, it does not sound as fun. Nope. Uh-uh. All right. And we have a special guest tonight, folks. That's right. Olivia Munn is here. Oh, wait. No, sorry. We've got <laughs> special guest Commander Scorbius in the house. Say hello to the beautiful people, Scorb. Hello, you beautiful people. I'm actually from the future because it's the 15th for me right now. Right? Yeah. England Time travel in, for the win. England is in the future. Who would have thunk it? All right. So, all right. Let's start off with the big, big 
uh, happy birthday to uh, Dr. K. Ross. Her birthday was on Saturday, actually, August the 8th. So her birthday was this last week. Much love, much uh, uh, big salutes and, and all of good things and good thoughts to Dr. K. Right, everybody? Oh, yeah. Dr. K, yes. Oh, Very yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> right on. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those nights. Yeah, sorry, I'm not very good at prompts. Uh, uh, Dr. K is wonderful, uh, absolutely wonderful person. Lo- absolutely. Love Dr. K bits. Absolutely. Yeah. All Dr. right. K is my hero. Yes, mine as well. Dr. K is who I want to be when I grow up. All right, and uh, we're up to uh, just for those keeping score at home, we're up to 1,948 people in the Discord, up from 1,864 last week. Uh, the the Dark Wheel Project is continuing to move along, and this show is continuing to grow, and we're thankful for it. Um, the vast majority of the people that listen to the show listen in you know on on uh, podcasts, but the the YouTube numbers are going up and. We've got a decent amount of people that come out for the Friday night party now, which is awesome. And we have, uh, you know, it's just continuing to grow. And the numbers of the people that watch it over the weekend are pretty, getting pretty good. So I want to say thank you to everybody that's helping to make that happen. Uh, And for, we're going to start a new segment that we're going to start at the top of every show, which is Galnet Watch. The last post was the Vitadine Nanomeds, which was on June 9th, 3305, which is 56 days ago as of today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Fleet carriers have been in this game for almost two months. And, you know, they got some bugs, but hell, I'm glad to have them. All right, Arson, hit the stuff. You got it. If you're watching live, you already know we record on youtube.com forward slash Elite Week every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, midnight UTC. So come join the fun. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified when we post new videos or go live. If you want to share your feedback on the show, we read our YouTube comments, podcast reviews, Discord feedback channels, and emails. If you want to reach out via email, you can send your feedback to EliteWeek3306 at gmail.com. You can also join us on Discord to discuss the show, share your feedback, get involved with turning the wheel, and connect with other commanders. You can get your invite to the party on Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash Elite Week Discord. If you found us on YouTube and prefer to listen to a podcast edit of this episode, you can find us on anchor.fm forward slash Elite Week, where you can listen or find links to other platforms more convenient for you. If you are listening to the podcast on Anchor.fm, iTunes, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, or Spotify, please consider leaving a rating, review, or comment. If we don't yet support your preferred format for listening, let us know and we'll look into it. Every week we review feedback from our discussion topics from all of these places and share them at the end of the show. We don't do Patreon, so save your money. Just tell your friends about the show. Beautiful. That's good stuff. All right. So let's get started. We're going to start right off the bat with an interview with my man, Commander Ascorbius, who was so uh, nice to join us because I don't know those of you who, who aren't uh, sort of paying attention or whatever. It, we started at 1 a.m. Englandy time and uh, we're going till like 3, 3.30. So uh, 
this guy's a fucking maniac for staying up with us but scorb how you doing i'm doing all right and don't worry too much about the time because like we've had this lockdown <laughs> thing in the uk which uh nobody's getting any sleep anymore and it's been really hot so this is just normal now beautiful beautiful all right well <clears throat> let's start off with uh the plugs we're gonna hit we're gonna have in the show notes a link to the uh broadcast discord which is where you should go to check up on scorb and and the gang and all of the stuff uh your twitch is twitch.tv forward slash commander ascorbius that's just c-m-d-r-a-s-c-o-r-b-i-u-s no spaces no underscores no nothing your twitter is twitter.com commander ascorbius exactly the same c-m-d-r-a-s-c-o-r-b-i-u-s and your youtube is youtube.com forward slash commander all written out c-o-m-m-a-n-d-e-r underscore ascorbius just because you had to be difficult sorry <laughs> all right so okay everybody knows who you are but in case somebody is like man i downloaded uh you know i, I bought elite dangerous a week ago and then i heard about this crazy show of these fucking nutso american people partying on friday night and drinking getting sloshed and talking about elite so I don't know who this person is that you're talking about. Why don't you tell the beautiful people a little bit about you? All right. Well, first of all, for those people who have only just gotten Elite, welcome to Elite Commanders, because uh, this is a growing community, uh, more and more players all the time, and it's wonderful and one of the best communities that you could ever, ever hope to be part of. Hell yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm Commander Scorbius. I I don't know what it is I do anymore. I just make content. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, I do live streams uh, mostly on Sundays, so mm -hmm. 8 p.m. BST or whatever the current time. It's just 8 p.m. UK time, mm -hmm. uh, where we do uh, typically what 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 is the the old broadcast. We kind of keep it the same format as the old broadcast, um, but we also uh, we also do streams um, mm -hmm. during the week as well sometimes. But it's very you know it's not very scheduled because um, scheduling is for people with schedules, <laughs> and I I. I other things kind of like get my attention like sometimes i'll go for entire weeks without doing any streams at all because i'll be working on a video because that's mm. the other thing that i do um i make uh, youtube videos about elite dangerous mm -hmm. but they are different in in many ways to a lot of other videos in which they are mostly fully animated with mm. lip-synced audio and I basically made a massive rod for my own back, uh, <laughs> which means I can never relax. I can't play the game because I'm making videos or streaming, mm. uh, <laughs> taking months and months of time. Like, and everybody else has got fleet carriers now and like all the top end ships, and they've done all the engineering. And there's me, like, oh, uh, that that's very nice. <laughs> that's a nice ship you got there. Oh, that does lots of damage. I which I don't do any damage. <laughs> Mm. well so for those who uh you know sort of might be like oh what's the broadcast or whatever the broadcast was kind of like what we do they got together and they did a like a, a talk show it was it was you it was you had uh uh hawks uh you had yeah it, uh, it was started by josh hawkins josh way hawkins, back when yeah. yeah but he's yeah. since gone to do real life stuff uh, yeah. but um 
we still have a lot of the old crew. So Turgeon Starstone, who's in chat mm -hmm. right now. We've got Commander mm -hmm. Greytest. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we've got some new new guys as well, uh, Commander Nix, mm -hmm. and uh, a couple of the other guys as well who are with us on um, in the community. Uh, we just all do some cool stuff. We try to yeah. do the same thing as this, you know, have yeah. fun with our friends and talk some crap, really. Mm. <laughs> not that we're talking crap, not that no. no. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it 100%. I get it 100%. And yes, Turjan is in the chat and everyone who's listening right now to, because I said this before when we were doing sort of the stream intro, the stuff that gets edited out of the podcast, but I want to say this on the podcast. You heard me last week talk about Turjan and, and you know, how the machine does his thing and Turjan does his thing and, and Scorb does his thing. And then a lot of those guys kind of like do voice bits for each other's parts and stuff, whatever, but go check out Turjan Starstone's new uh, commercial for his, uh, for his um, uh, channel because it's fucking hilarious. It's good stuff. It's, it's, it's really the kind of stuff good. that you can literally just, if you're like, I don't know who this Turjan guy is, go look up Turjan Starstone. It's T-U-R-J-A-N space S-T-A-R-S-T-O-N-E. Go check out his channel. Click and just start watching and go next, 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 next. And, and then just get back to me in a couple hours and you can say thanks. And then I'll be like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and obviously the same with the Scorbius and we're going to, we're going to get into that. So Scorb, you do a couple of different, you know, types of videos or whatever. Sometimes you'll, you'll do stuff where you're talking sort of directly seriously about like, you know, let's be honest when fleet mm -hmm. carriers first came out, Mm -hmm. They came out in a state that was not good, and nope. you were a voice that was highly critical of that. And I think, uh, I think that in the end, it could be said that there was a there was, it was a mix of of voices like like mine who were saying like, "Hey, this is uh, you know good, but needs to be tweaked a little here." And then voices like yours that were a little more critical. It was, I think, it was a mixture of all of our voices that went into getting them fixed and getting them right so that people mm -hmm. could kind of actually enjoy them now. Um, so you do some videos like that. I saw you do a video when lockdown first happened where it's just you looking at the screen saying like, hey, this is a serious thing. You need to kind of think about this and think about that for your mental health or whatever. But then you do those amazing, hilarious machinima style videos where, you know, your character is is uh, getting into all kinds of hijinks that are like just absolutely amazing. Um, yeah so go ahead well it's it's the it's the thing like um i first started making videos oh god it's like three years ago now and it was because of turgeon and josh hawkins to be honest i saw what they were doing and they did a collaboration video where it was like um um uh, oh god uh, exploring the milky way galaxy with commander josh hawkins that's that's, mm. that's the thing that he had going on and i also found turgeon star Sign at the same time and i was hooked with turgeon stuff ever since uh the first video of his i saw which is mojo moon which mm. is the first one he's done and it's bloody hilarious because he turgeon's early work was um highlighting glitches in the game so they saw this moon jump and so I'm looking at that. Actually, yeah, that's really funny. And the way that he shot his stuff and the, you know, the poured story into it, I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to tell stories. So I'll have a crack at that. And to be honest, my early attempts were not good. No, they were good. <laughs> um, but I got I got a bit better. And um, I actually got to meet um, Turgeon in, in 
you know, over in the Discord on the broadcast. I got mm -hmm. to spend some time with Josh Hawkins as well. Uh, and they're absolutely wonderful people, and they really helped to like nurture me and get get my my stuff going mm -hmm. uh, to the to the point. Uh, I think I could safely blame Turgeon for for this. Like, I, uh, I'm a perfectionist in many ways, and I always try to up the ante on the last video that I did. Mm. And it was always it's always all right. I've done this thing. How can we do that better? What can I do better now? And uh, okay, so all right, so I did that one. How can I do this one better? Oh well, now we're at the point where I can't just have spaceships anymore. I need people. I need people talking. I'm <laughs> going to do that. And it was really, yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of time, and let's say the wife doesn't always agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely get that, man. But we're we're appreciative that you do it. So yeah, that's that's good stuff. My, so, my aim is to make people laugh. If I make you laugh, then my mission is accomplished. That's my job. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I mean, lately you've been doing stuff with, you did a lot of stuff with turning the wheel. You've been doing stuff with, uh, over the last week or two, you've been doing stuff with this, uh, like, uh, like a kind of like a newer guide to like different things in the galaxy. I know you, you did that thing with, uh, was it Nova? What's this, her name? That, that you were do, taking her out on like a tour guide going oh, to like all the different yeah. sites and the Lorios, yeah, um, yes, yes, Lorios, yeah. So yeah, she's you know, you know, like I said, there are some new people um, watching this and listening to this right now, and mm. and it does seem like when you first start playing Elite, there is a a sheer cliff of difficulty, which has actually gotten a little bit easier now. But when when, mm -hmm. when I first started playing, it certainly was. <laughs> A sheer cliff and I, and I had to find the handholds as I'm climbing up the cliff and I've never done rock climbing in my life and I'm scared of heights so it was rough but now things are a lot easier but um Lorios has actually done really really well and we haven't pushed her too much she's found out a lot of stuff on her own she started streaming and uh been doing really well but the thing that she didn't know about was all of the Thargoid lore and it's a thing that the game doesn't really push you towards like it's not a very heavily narrative driven game where it's like okay we will drag you from point to point to point to point and you you will experience story it doesn't work that way it you go to places on your own almost in an organic way and you find out about stuff and then then it's up to you to go and look look it up but sometimes it's a little bit too vague i feel so we took Lorias out to show her all of the Thargoid stuff and all of the lore around it. You know, the Jameson crash sites, the um, the crash cyclopses, all the other ships that have been crashed. It's like all this stuff, and it brings up this deeper mystery of what on Earth is going on. And it was great. She really enjoyed it, and it, a lot of people enjoyed it. There was a lot of people on stream who'd never seen any of that stuff before. And yeah. like, we take it, we take it for granted because we've, we've been there all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've seen this stuff, but there's a lot of people who've never seen it. And it, it, it makes me happy that that we can do that and we can show show new players that, no. that sort of stuff is there. When you took her to Jameson's crash site, if you did not also take her to that Inra base that shows the other side of that story, you definitely need to take her there soon. We did. We did. Yeah, we, good stuff. We did the... Um, we did the crash site, and it was very much a have the tissues handy for <laughs> when you're listening to those audio logs. Yeah, and then th then we went to the Inra site, and yeah, it does show you the other side of that story, and it's it's pretty brutal. 
Yeah. But but then we also went to I, I keep forgetting the guy's name, the guitar guy, the book killer. Oh, book killer. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because mm. like that 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 guy is hilarious. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Which kind of tragic as well, but it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but that that kind of tragic. So there's the two kinds of tragic. There's the kind of tragic mm. of like you know, the belter loader that's slingshotting around where it's like, all right, asshole, you got yourself into that, as opposed to uh, somebody else that I'm, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give a spoiler. But when that guy goes, you're like, no, my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I got to I'm going to stop. We're not we're, we don't do expanse talk because I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin it. All right. So, yeah, man. So for everybody who's listening in, check out Scorb stuff. He streams, uh, you know, so you'll see him actually just do Let's Play type stuff where he's streaming, he's playing, he's doing stuff, and people are coming in. He does videos that are of the serious nature, and then he does the videos that are, you know, acted out, and those are, are silly, fun, funny stuff. So check out all of that stuff. Again, his Discord, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube are all going to be linked in the show notes. So if you're watching this on Discord, uh, or on Discord, if you're watching this on YouTube live, uh, give it, you know, uh, when, when the stream is done, give it a half an hour and the show notes will be up uh, by tomorrow morning. The, the All of the timestamps will be up and tomorrow afternoon slash evening, the podcast will be up. And again, it will have the show notes in that as well. I just noticed something because I'm currently watching the stream on YouTube as well. Mm. You're missing an R in my name. Where? Oh, wow. Arson. Arson. This week's special guest, Commander Ascobius. Arson. Beautiful. 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 Good stuff. It, it's Ascobius after Ascorbic Acid because when right. sailors go out on the, the expeditions, they need to have lots of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Scurvy. <laughs> Yeah, to get rid of scurvy. So that's mm -hmm. where Scorpius came from. That's hilarious. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, that's a sanitized version. The real reason is because I used to play EVE Online, and I had to create a character name when I first started playing it. And mm -hmm. I had a can of Pepsi Max, and I looked on the back, back and it said, Scorpius Acid. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> so I typed it in. Beautiful. That's where it really came from. Don't tell anyone. We won't. Man, nobody, nobody, I promise you, if it happens here, no one will ever hear about it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Scorb is going to sit in with us as we go through the whole show and, and tell you guys about what happened this week in Elite. We're going to drink. We're going to curse. We are going to do what stupid men do. And we hope that you will enjoy it and point and laugh. All right. <clears throat> Let's start off with the Dark Wheel update. Let's hit the stats, all right? Uh, and Yan Wu will go above 75% on Sunday. We've been running it. We've been owning it. Uh, we've been making gains every single day. The only reason why we don't have it above 75% right now is because we've crashed everyone in the system except for number two and number three, and they are locked in a election, so we can't touch their influence. That influence will be touchable as of tomorrow because that election is going to end tomorrow on the tick. And we are going to buttfuck the hell out of them and take all of that influence and get out of Enyanwu because we have not been having 
a, a lot of fun in that little system with just the little teeny tiny landing pads. So we're gonna, you know, people, especially so many of us playing open that like we pull up and you're sitting there and you're waiting behind like four different people that are like, uh, it's like trying to, it's like trying to get to a, like a bathroom at a concert or something. You're just standing in line. All right. We own 4979. We won that war. Of course we did. We're at 54% and we were pumping that to expand. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to expand Anyanwu. And then as soon as we're done popping Annie, we're going to uh, pop 4979. And we're going to expand towards Lave on that one. So we're, we're working it from both sides. The legions are performing very, very well. Since I, we stood up the uh, Black Sky Legion, we have been killing it. People are like, those guys are doing amazing. Now, the Rabbit Hamster Legion is doing great work in 4979. They are doing their stuff. And Crypto, huge, huge, huge salute to Crypto. He is absolutely getting it done. But I want to take a quick second, a very quick second, and say a very, very special thank you to the members of the Black Sky Legion because these guys, like the 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 orders that I've been giving these guys and the fact that they've been getting it done is just staggering. So I want to say thank you to the following people: Anode, Aviard, B Chambers, Biotic King, Defen Ten, Fearless F Two One, Garud. Harry Badge, Jack Wilmslow, Jan D. Bulldozer, Max Saffron, Null Vector, Obsolete Robot, Phil Barnes, Ray Oko, Rusty X Nails, Sab Tour, uh, Star Bear 369, Commander Quad Rivium, uh, Swordsmith 95, SWR, Techno Trousers, love that fucking name, Thundar, Tubers, and Tugboat, X underscore X, Tugboat X underscore X. Guys, thank you so fucking much. If I, you guys would not believe the orders that I'm giving these guys every day. It's like, okay, here are all seven, you know, groups in the, you know, for us, get like, you know, 40, 50 imp, no big deal. Uh, for, um, you know, for, for number two, uh, they're, you know, we want them to, you know, win the war. So run 30 rep missions for them. That way we are going to have your rep maxed out while you're actually getting, you know, just enough free imp for the war uh, so that you can push them over so that they'll win and we'll get it four days straight. Um, but we really want the rep so that as soon as they're done, we can give all of their, uh, all of their, uh, what do you call it? Uh, tourists, the worst rides of their life. To fail missions on purpose you know group number three go they're in a, this other system go get a ton of uh rep for them just because who's that where you're ready to steal from them you know four five six and seven fail eight missions fail nine missions fail 12 missions whatever and these guys are getting it done which is just beautiful so thank you so much for that you guys rock um let's see so that's where we're at with the Black Sky Legion. Our next jump is going to put us on the outer reaches of the soul sphere of influence. But there is more, uh, one more sort of secret final target destination, which is right next to or close to soul that we're aiming at. And once we hit that spot, we are going to do the test for phase one. We're going to see what happens 
we're going to see, you know, the soul system's got an empty slot sitting in there that's that fits. You know, there's only six minor factions in there. There's supposed to be a seventh. Maybe we're it. We'll find out. And regardless of what happens at that point, then we get to the best, to me, the part that I'm super, super excited for. I've been forcing myself like, hey, we're going to we're going to eat our meat and vegetables first. But then we're going to move on to the dessert. And the dessert is LFT 509. I know there are some people excited to see what happens when we get to LFT 509. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, the last thing I want to do is highlight the many, many dark, uh, dark wheel streams of this week. Obviously, I can't catch them all. There's even a guy in French and a guy in German that are doing the dark wheel stuff that I've been told about. But I just want to highlight... Uh, a couple of them real quick for people to check out. Burr with the Breakfast Club stream every Thursday morning. He, he's been doing the Dark Wheel. Plater did an amazing sort of stream for the Dark Wheel, turning the wheel. Uh, Drew Wagar yesterday, just yesterday, did a really cool, fun, funky stream of turning the Dark Wheel. DH397, this guy, you can just check out his whole channel because he's got tons of turning the dark wheel videos but i linked one that he did from the other day that it was like six hours of doing missions and chatting and talking about setting up voice command voice attack stuff and doing this and doing that, like just all kinds of stuff and orange phoenix had a, a really really good turning the dark wheel one from like five days ago all of these are going to be linked in the show notes so you can absolutely check them out and just sort of you know hop in and 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 like i like to put that stuff on the second screen veg out and then like i'm running my missions and i'm listening to them doing their stuff and talking or whatever and it's just very 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 relaxing for me so if you want to check it out i highly recommend it let's start with arson what do you think on all of this dark wheel hoopla i more and more excited every single day uh, it's it's fantastic at the the black sky legion uh you know it hasn't been around long but they are hammering it out um uh, and mm -hmm. and i've been seeing <laughs> those orders you mentioned and and it's it's not small tasks but the thing that amazes me is uh not only you know yeah every little bit helps but we got people in here not just doing like one or two of the 10 items on the list they're popping out all of them and huge mm -hmm. amounts on it all it's just fantastic yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, what did you think of that Drew Wagar stream yesterday? That was kind of interesting stuff, yeah? Unfortunately, I did not see it. Well, you <gasps> you have it right there. You can link to it and watch it after we're done with the show, my friend. Yeah. So I... you got that to look forward to. And are you, uh, what are you thinking about Soul? And are you, what are you thinking about 509? I know I'm excited for both, but if I'm being honest, I'm more excited for 509. Yeah, 509 is definitely the one that I am pumped for. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to getting to Soul because just the fact of knowing whether or not the Dark Wheel slots in there or not. Mm. Because if it's not the Dark Wheel, then who the Ooh. hell is it going to be? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It'll be Costco. We know it's going to be Costco. It'll be, <laughs> be the Costco faction. All right, Tweaked, what do you think about all this Dark Wheel nonsense? 
Well, I, I got to say, just like you did, props to everybody working on it. I mean, the, like you said, the orders that you're putting out are not simplistic orders. We're attacking this thing from about eight different ways, and the guys are taking it, running it with it, and just knocking it out of the park. They really mm -hmm. are doing a great job. I'm excited, like you, to get to Seoul. Mm -hmm. uh, the six factions and souls intrigues me, and much like we always heard about you can't move anything in Shinny, we've always heard you can't move a faction into Seoul, so I'm very curious to test that theory, prove mm -hmm. it right or wrong one way or the other, and then the the big bugaboo LFT-509 to get in there and see if anything happens to that with all the stuff that has come out over the last six months or so about that one. Yeah, man, for sure. All right, and Ascorbius, your thoughts on all my, of this? Well, my thoughts are quite simple, really. Uh, one, it's uh, like the fact that you guys have like put all this stuff together and have got the community moving almost in unison is amazing. Because before this, all all people were doing was mining for credits so that they could <laughs> buy their fleet carrier. And that's basically, if you look at what players were doing, that's all they were doing. Mm. And and it's like every single thread and every single thing that anybody was talking about was, well, I'm grinding credits so I can get my thing. Grinding, and grinding is the most boring thing mm. in the world. So what that said to me was, there are thousands and thousands of bored commanders just... <laughs> going through the motions of trying to make some money just so they can do a thing that they don't even know is going to be any good because you know obviously i had my reservations but mm. turns out i was a bit wrong it was a bit no wrong. no i disagree you weren't wrong they were it, the stuff was bad when it was first dropped but mm. partly due to your and other people's observations it was changed into something that eventually was good but the, the the point, like, so so people were going after the, the fleet carriers and they were doing all this stuff and they were just mm. accruing money, which, you know, if you want to just see a number go up, then you can play that. What's that game? <laughs> Cookie clicker on, yeah. on, on, on the browser. Just, hey, my yeah. number is getting bigger. That's not fun. Yeah. So what what I see here, what, what, what you guys have um, facilitated, that's the right word, isn't it? Mm. Um, it is giving people a reason to play giving them a reason to do all the variety of activities that are in the game that mm. they maybe would like, yeah, I did some of that BGS stuff and I did some of this stuff. I did some missions to earn money, but it wasn't worth enough money. So I went and did mining again. But now it's not just about the money, which it never really should be. Now mm. it's about something bigger than themselves, which is fantastic. And we can see, we can see the turnout. We can see how things have gone. Like a war happens, war's won. It's like, oh my god, what have you started, you maniac? It's hilarious because everything that we've done where it's like this uh, election or this war or this whatever, whether it's one that we're working actively or whether it's a side one that we're just doing whatever, we've never had one that's gone five days. It's always a sweep and four and done. Mm. It's, it's, it's pretty fun stuff. It's pretty good. These but it's wonderful. Yeah. Because like, now you, you can got like... Um, like, like I said earlier on, you know, we've got a new commander who, who's with us, Lorios. Uh, she's streaming, and so she's doing stuff for the Dark Wheel. Beautiful. Uh, be 
And, and the thing is, though, shows she sees the um, the current orders for the day, and so she knows that she can do some get some missions in whatever station. Go and because they don't have to be combat missions; it could be mm-hmm. any of the wide spectrum of missions that are available, depending on, I guess, the status of the system at the time. I, I'm not fully brilliant with all that stuff. I, mm. I, I I don't pretend to be an expert on anything really, but uh, the, the fact that she can do that be entertained, do something interesting, find all these different things, find different types of gameplay, find all all this, make some money, make some friends, and achieve something bigger than herself. Wonderful. Beautiful Absolutely thing. wonderful. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I got a little yeah, secret and, and for you. You keep, you keep saying, you guys are doing this, you guys are doing that. I've seen you on more than a few occasions running missions for the Dark Wheels. So you're one Shh. of us. It's a secret. One of us. <laughs> we, as a BGS guy, I was just going to say, as a BGS guy, it's exciting for me to see such a large turnout in the community that are doing nothing but BGS, and they're totally excited about it. Typically, and before this, people were like, BGS, what the heck is BGS? And now <laughs> everybody's working it and into it and starting yeah. to understand it and seeing what I mean when I say BGS is the lifeblood of Elite Dangerous. It really affects everything, and everything you do affects it. And I think everybody is starting to see just exactly what I mean in that. Well, I, I guess everything's and anything can be a grind if there's no purpose. Mm-hmm. So if you're just trying to make money, is that a purpose in its own right? If you've got a reason to do something, right? If you don't have a reason to do BGS work, if it's just to keep your um, your player minor faction, you know, in their place or maybe to expand, that's interesting to some people, but not to everyone. Mm. But this is bigger than that. This is bigger than just one player minor faction. We're trying to unlock a mystery here. Yes. And it's the oldest mystery in the game. This is the Dark Wheel. This is Raxler. We're trying to we're trying to crack that nut. Only instead of trying to use a little toffee hammer that we've been using before, we bought a massive sledgehammer. Only it's not just one sledgehammer. We're the queuing around the block with sledgehammers now. <laughs> well, and also, it, you know, because I happen to know that there's some people at Frontier, there's some people that live in the Cambridge area that listen to this show because I've I've spoken with some about it. And uh, let me just say, I think this shows the the amount of people that have gotten hyped for this shows like there's a lot of people that want story that really, really, really want some story that want some whatever. And they're willing to even go out on faith. And put time in and grind BGS with the hopes of, will, 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 will this lead to story? We, we would like story. So, yeah. 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 Good stuff. All right. So that's what's... I'm, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. You're talking about story, and I just feel like I just want to... I'm so passionate about all this stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> so when I first started playing Elite Dangerous, uh, it, you know, I, I was so into the lore... Uh, there was so much stuff in Galnet that I could couldn't even read it all. It's like, oh, I'll get to that later, and and I bought every single one of the books as well. Uh, so I read all of Drew's books, every mm-hmm. single one of them. Um, in fact, I'm still reading because I, I took a break from, but I'm still reading Michael Brooks's book right now. So oh, I'm, here's I'm working, the world turns. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm working on that right now. In fact, I'm actually hoping there's a bloody secret in there that he just hid mm. in his bloody book. There's but, some uh, stuff in that book that is there's I've, I've, there's like three or four things from that book that I've 
thrown around and discussed with some people and we're like this could be a thing to look into later yeah 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 but yeah. the the fact that like that <sighs> yeah are we going to talk about the the, the gala thing because like i really miss it anyway oh, to mm. you sir to you sir <laughs> mm. all right well yes absolutely uh we will we will definitely get into that in fact you know what in the show notes i'm going to include uh on on your request here i'm going to include a link i did i wrote a little forum post on on uh the frontier forums about uh i don't know what six months ago or whatever a few months back that uh was about sort of well no maybe not maybe like three months back whatever that was about um galnet going away and saying like hey man this is i'm I'm not gonna be a jerk and like yell at you or whatever but i'm gonna say nicely here's why i think we should have story in the game here's why i think galnet is needed here's why i think lore and narrative are important to not just me but i think to a lot of people i hope and that uh that forum thread ended up getting massively sort of like lots of people liked it and lots of people sort of added to the, with their thoughts or whatever so i'm going to put a link to that in the show notes if if you're listening to this uh, uh you know please go to that go to that post and read what i wrote it's long but please read it and if you agree with it click like on it so just because i, I feel like every more every other like on it every you know next thing of people that then read through the thread and add their thoughts and say like hey man i just want to say this or that I think it, it it highlights to Frontier, who right now, as we speak, are doing a lot of thinking and allocating on what's going to go here and what's going to go there. And, you know, can we fit in VR? And are we going to have this? And are we going to have that? And what are we going to do with this? And what are we going to do with that? One of the things that they're doing is figuring out, okay, to what extent are we going to put time and dollars, hours and dollars into story and lore and tie-ins to all of those things? And I think that Every click of like on that original, original forum post and every comment that gets added to it that adds to the 70 pages or whatever of stuff that's on there, man, that is just, it's its just helping to show, hey, this is super, super important. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I'm going to put a, a link in that and go check it out. Now, let's jump from that to the real world science update parentheses plus the expanse news because i said so uh first we've got what the math with this is a a thing that uh, arson gave you a little spoiler on it last week the nasa uh the new nasa venus mission will lead to mind-blowing technology this is an amazing video venus uh really the most uh, exploration of venus has actually been done by the soviet union but uh, NASA is hopping in on it now, and uh, it's up on the screen right there. The the uh, uh, what the math? I love that guy. Anton is a crazy, crazy, awesome dude. So basically, Venus has like crazy, crazy weather and corrosive, you know, uh, corrosive atmosphere and crazy temperatures. And there's lightning strikes, and there's all kinds of reasons why. All of the standard stuff that we're doing on Mars or or the moon or other places will not work on Venus. You land a probe there, it's good for, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever, and then it melts, basically. So they're coming up with new technologies, new ways of doing things that are like uh, making computer chips based out of silica. 
different things based out of different like using different materials using different methods instead of like uh, a, a robot that like does things a certain way by a standard sort of machine thing they're using these weird mixes of like old technologies where like back in ye olden times they had those um uh they had like a machine Automata. where yeah automata or whatever where somebody like if you wrote with a pen on something there was almost like a robot arm but it was mechanical that it would follow your movements or whatever there's all kinds of stuff like that and this is like a 15 minute long video go watch this video and and just prepare for your mind to melt because like the crazy shit that they're doing and what this guy's talking about here he's saying like this is gonna lead to all kinds of crazy new technologies and this is going to totally like change a lot of stuff because when we when we crack it when we lick the the problem and figure out how to do all this stuff it's going to lead to amazing stuff for us arson your thoughts on that video i think it's fantastic the uh, oh, the whole idea i think it's uh, a type of gallium that they're going to mm -hmm. be making computer chips out of Mm -hmm. For high heat resistance specifically, that is extremely exciting to me just because of the sheer factor of durability of mm. electronics made with that. Because if they can get performance on a level that is equal to what we have now, we could potentially see, number one, you know, gallium blow up as a financial market option, but also... Um, we could see significantly uh, more longer-lasting computers in our homes, mm -hmm. and that would be badass. Right on. Yeah. Excellent, excellent stuff. Tweaked, your thoughts? Yeah, it was a very intriguing video. Uh, I'm all for, like I've said before, I'm all for advancing our technologies in any way, shape, and form we can. And what's really going to be exciting is when they do get that right, get it working so they can send something to Venus and have it, you know, crawl around and feel the rocks and feel the holes and sensors working and all that, but then combine it with the computer technology and everything, then we'll really be in some futuristic business stuff going on out there. Right on. Score, what do you think about the whole Venus project? Crazy stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. And, and if you think about like any time that we've had an advancement in technology, it's always because there's been some like real hardship, mm -hmm. like either because of a war or something like that. So, so having to make things that can survive in the atmosphere of Venus and like bring back some meaningful data or stay there for a while without melting, like you say, uh, will lead to new materials and new technologies that we can use here on Earth, uh, and also um understanding that climate there so we don't accidentally reproduce it here you know? <laughs> yeah for sure for sure all right the next video uh this is an, again what the math we reached the next mind-blowing era of the ion engine propulsion this is uh a video that i'm not going to go too much into it but basically uh the short version is these these uh eggheads at mit god bless them made this thing where it's like it, it, it is an engine you know we we use ion propulsion already in space but that's because there's no wind resistance in space you know there's no gravity that you're dealing with so it's super super easy to use sort of an ion engine that's gonna you know push out and whatever 
Um, but w you never use an ion engine here on Earth because it's just it's you, you use rocket, you know, rockets that are using rocket fuels. Uh, and they're very, very costly. They're very, very wasteful. They're very, very short term. You just need it to get that brute force to just escape gravity. Well, these guys at MIT created this little plane that you could, uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, take it off and it could fly. And and yeah, it's 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 a little teeny thing, and it only went, you know, whatever. It flew for a minute, but. It's it's basically sort of the equivalent of the Wright brothers. You know, you had the Wright brothers with with uh, you know their stuff that that uh, you know um, they they did that Kitty Hawk flight for all of like whatever for fourteen seconds, twenty seconds, whatever, and and fifty years later we had people on the moon. So they're what they're what he's what they're showing in this video is like. They can get this if they can get this and sort of figure it out and keep tinkering and keep whatever. We could literally be 20, maybe 20, 30 years away from ion engines on like, you know, jet planes flying people around or whatever, which would be massively more efficient, massively, you know, less detrimental to the environment, massively more able to do crazy, crazy shit where, you know, stuff like you see in the movies, you know, the, the, uh, the, what do you call that the 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 marvel movies or whatever where they have that like fucking like aircraft carrier just flying through the air or whatever shit like that you can't do for realsies because it's like no nah, you would have you would need all of the fuel in the world to keep that thing up for five minutes uh with ion engines shit like that starts to become theoretically within the realm of possibility and so yeah man cool cool stuff does anybody have anything you want to chip on in on this one? I know Scorb is a big fan of ion engines. I am. And if you think about it, they've been a a component of sci-fi for a very long time. Like oh, yeah. TIE Fighters. TIE Fighters have ion engines. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's uh, and um they you have to correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think chemical rockets have a finite speed limit. Because you can only you can only accelerate out to as fast as the particles that you're chucking out. So mm -hmm. if, if if they're going at two, you can only accelerate to two, but then it all balances out. Ion engines don't have that limit, but they have mm -hmm. very little thrust. Right? Isn't the current ion engines put out as much thrust as the weight of a piece of paper, something like that. But out in space when there's, there's no gravity, that builds up and it builds up to tremendous forces. And, mm -hmm. and they go so fast. They accelerate to very slowly, but they do get to tremendous speeds. So if they can make that better, mm. that's stark tech repulsor technology. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing. This this thing that they showed from this team from MIT, they've cracked it. They've gotten it way way stronger than the force of a piece of paper. Um, now it's a matter of scaling that up and figuring out how to get it to like. But literally, what he was talking about is, you know, we could be ten to twenty years away from them replacing like literally booster rockets to get up into atmosphere stuff that can carry heavy heavy shit that that could be a possibility with this stuff just we, as an aside sorry uh, do we know what the technology that we use in elite for the engines do we know what that is i personally i think i may be wrong but i think it is a hybrid ion and something else hmm yeah because you can see with the thrusters and all um yeah it's well there's there's so your ship obviously has multiple forms of propulsion. You've got the frame shift drive, which now you're getting into a whole other freaky deaky thing. 
but then you have the, the ones that you use in regular space. And I think that those are sort of ion. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, because it's you're scooping, you're literally fuel scooping. So for, for both, yeah, so that's going to be ion. All right, yeah. Tweet, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, this video actually was more exciting to me than, than the last video mm. for the simple fact that rocket fuel is only going to take us so far, and I think it's pretty much taken us as far as we're going to get. Mm. Uh, this technology further developed to me is the beginning of actual space travel. It's the beginning of becoming possible for some actual space travel. Maybe not in our lifetime, maybe 50, 100 years or so away, but it's the start of something better. Hmm. One day, we will make it to Hutton Orbital. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next thing, we got an article out by NASA. Hubble finds that the Betelgeuse's mysterious dimming was due to a traumatic outburst. Uh, Arson, go ahead and throw that up on the screen. We've got uh, basically what happened was um, when a couple months back when people were saying oh beetlejuice is 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 uh dimming and there's i know there's going to be some pedantic people out there going um actually it's beetlegeese no actually it's both pronunciations are are correct so uh yeah so take that anyways uh back when that uh happened people were saying like oh wow is it gonna go supernova is it gonna go this is that gonna go that why why did it dim well the picture up on the screen will show you they had a uh, a huge like outgassing and it was a there was a discharge a uh, uh, traumatic outburst as they describe it here that came uh, i think it's what do you call it a coronal mass discharge or whatever uh click on the article because i'm dumb and they're smart and they'll explain it but basically you can see on the picture on the screen what you're seeing is that it shot out a uh cloud of stuff and that stuff was blocking the direct view of of uh, of it which is why it seemed too dim super super interesting i'm glad that we're not in the neighborhood because that would not be a fun place to be at if if that cloud of stuff was coming at you be a bit toasty wouldn't it? yeah a bit a bit and we also have the final practice run of osiris rex the approach uh to uh bennu uh, was a total success. Now this happened. This happened literally like yesterday. Uh, it, it's it's crazy shit, and it blows my mind that people just don't have a fucking clue at all that that this happened because this is beyond crazy shit. Now let me break this down to you. Uh, the Osiris Rex spacecraft performed its final practice run reaching an approximate altitude of 131 feet or 40 meters over the sample site nightingale before executing the back away burn this is a crazy crazy they're literally doing a practice run and getting telemetry information on this right and and they're 40 meters away from this asteroid and they're backing off to it's like okay now let's look at all of our data let's check it let's make sure it's actually right and then like in a month or two We'll actually go down and we'll hit and we'll we'll and when they land, they're gonna land this thing for like a matter of seconds. They're gonna do kind of like a leapfrog, like a little like a like a frog maneuver where they're gonna land. It's gonna like inject down this sample collector. They're gonna collect all kinds of information in just a few seconds, and they're gonna launch again and land and and take off to go to a, another site 
where they're going to like do the same thing. And they're going to go around to several sites around this uh, um, object and they're going to collect materials, right? And then they're going to bring it back to Earth. Now, you might be saying like, well, why the hell is it such a big deal that they got to practice this for months and do everything exactly right? So this thing, and this is the part that blows my mind because I don't think anybody really, like most people don't know this. This spacecraft, Osir OSIRIS-REx, and this object, Bennu, are right now, as we speak, 179 million miles or 288 million kilometers from Earth. So when they send the signal over telling the, the little craft to do something, it takes 16 minutes for the spacecraft to receive the radio signals that it gets for its command. That lag time is, is preventing all kinds of sort of normal things that you would do with stuff where, where you're figuring out how you're going to do this. So that's why a thing that seems like, oh, this will be an easy landing. They're rehearsing the hell out of this because if they get it wrong and this thing goes kaput, it's 180 million miles from here. It's not exactly a, well, 179, let's be specific. But it's, it's not like you can just be like, all right, crap, let's send another one. They're going, they're collecting all these samples and then they're bringing it back to Earth. They plan to uh, return to Earth with the samples uh, on September 24th, 2023. This thing is crazy. And it, it's melting my mind that we're doing this. And I, I love it. But I'm a little curious that it's like, I wonder how many people have never heard of this. Arson, your thoughts. I am just excited about the fact that this is one step closer to Belter Loaders. <laughs> now before i put this in the show notes is this something that you were aware of that this was happening i had no idea no <laughs> okay i'm just curious about that tweaked nope i had no idea about this either but to me anything we do like this the more more and more and more space education and knowledge we get is better for everything i think and and imagine that lag imagine us playing our game playing elite trying to land our crate with a 15 minute lag we'd be going ballistic and they're doing it with multi-million if not billion dollar equipment so far away it, it's incredible what they're doing i i guarantee you multi-billion yeah it's it's uh it's crazy so um all right and and you didn't know about this at all either nope i hadn't heard a thing about this and i'm i'm pretty plugged into all the space force and space nasa and all that kind of stuff i follow all their pages and stuff somehow i missed this and the thing about this honestly for me because like you'll every once in a while you'll see something where it's like nasa found a uh meteor out there that it's it's a hundred percent diamond or it's a hundred percent gold it's worth trillions or whatever right but like they're like well it's you know it's also you know 190 million miles away and people think like well okay well then that's a thing like you might as well just say okay that's on the other side of the galaxy there's no way we can get to it oh yeah no we can get to it and eventually when guys when some elon musk type cats start figuring out you know that's like right. okay we're gonna get to here we're gonna get whatever and this we did the dollars and cents and uh we're gonna come back with way more than enough to pay for this thing uh yeah that shit belter arson was right belter loaders are on the horizon it's scorpius your thoughts well uh, also i hadn't heard about this until tonight 
but uh, it does put me in mind of like uh, so so this is hard right this is really really hard mm. people think dark souls is hard this is <laughs> Really freaking hard. So what that makes me think is these guys at NASA, they're chilling to Dark Souls. Yeah, this is freaking easy. This is a piece of cake. Oh, why is this game so easy? God damn it. I'm going to land a thing and bounce it around. This and it's millions of miles away. This is proper hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call that hard. Ah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh yeah so it's crazy stuff it's in the show notes you can see it on the screen that is actual footage from 170 to my nine million miles away as they're approaching the thing and then there they get to 40 40 meters up and then go like all right back off let's just double test this and they're even taking because they got so close they've never been this close they're okay now we're that close now we took a lot of pictures we're gonna go we're going to get some eggheads in a room and we're going to analyze every last speck of dust that we can see there on every last rock and just make sure that we've got it the exact right vector, the exact right this, the exact right that. Because, you know, you, you don't, you, you, if you screw this up, you don't get another go. So it's pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be super, super awesome. Hats off to you guys, and we are closer to the future than you think, my friends. And the last thing on the real science and slash... Now, see, this is not real science, but I, I do the show notes, and I want to do it, so we're going to do it. I just got to say, big salute to the guys uh, and gals of The Expanse. The Expanse got picked up for and already started pre-production on season six. They started pre-production like a week or two ago. On season six, which is fucking amazing. Season yes, five yes. will probably drop on like December 14th or whatever, like mid-December. This is what they did last year. Uh, season five will drop it. It's not announced yet. We don't have an announced date, but everybody's saying, yeah, it's going to be in September or in December. But uh, season six is a go. Uh, and season five, this is I've been waiting for it because season five is my absolute favorite. The, this this is. This is where the story goes crazy. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Arson, your thoughts on the expanse? Yes, please. There is not like I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica, not original. Like I could tolerate original, but I'm a huge, huge mm -hmm. modern Battlestar Galactica fan. Uh, the expanse <laughs> is the only thing that has made Battlestar Galactica be like not. I'll take this. Right Let's go expand. Right. Uh, right it just more seasons. In fact, I would appreciate it if they would just, I don't know, sign up for another five seasons and then run a few spinoffs, maybe some stuff in the past so we can get some of that lore build up. Uh, <laughs> I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, tweet. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Expanse fan. It's probably my w number one or two sci-fi show out right now with The Mandalorian. Uh, I, Battlestar Galactica, I'll always say I love the original Battlestar Galactica way more than the more modern. I don't like really bullets in space. I want my lasers. I want my pew-pews. And I like the characters better out of the original. Yes, I had that 70s, 80s hokiness to it, but that was part of the charm. The Vipers, the Cylons, they were better. I enjoyed the original way better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scorbius, you're But thought. yeah, the expanse is great. 
Beautiful. Scorbis, your thoughts on uh, on this getting picked up? I remember being uh, heartbroken when the Sci-Fi Channel oh. said that they were ditching the expense yeah. and then being elated when Amazon picked them up with a bigger budget. I was like, yes! Yeah. And then I watched the season and I have to say, it was wonderful. What am I saying? It was absolutely mm. wonderful. And uh, yeah, to see that it's like we've got the next season coming up and then that the, the season six has been picked up as well. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Because it's it's hard sci-fi. It's good. It's grounded. Real good characters. Yeah, relatable stuff. And yeah, there's some freaky stuff in there. But you know what? Space is big. We don't know what's in there. But for our part, the human element, the science that's in there, with only a couple of little things. Yes, we invented this technology and therefore it's changed everything. Okay, but everything else is bloody real. Absolutely everything else. It's combat, like ships get uh, full, full of holes because they're firing at each other. They're firing mass at each other. They're firing missiles, which are going to kill you if they hit you from miles away. It's not It's not like elite close dogfighting, none of that stuff. But when mm. it comes down to um, Battlestar Galactica, I love that, but I'm more of a Firefly guy. Oh, oh no. you're speaking my language. All right, all right, all right. Oh, we're already we're already over time. We can't start a firefly. <laughs> all right, Arson, cue us up for the uh the commercials and then go right into the video. I want to play like two minutes of the video here for the uh for the Elite Racer Eight Wheel Drive Endurance Championship because uh I think the people need to see this. Compromised. Welcome to the Scarab Proving Grounds. Watch your favorite racer compete for victory while they boost their SRV across the planets at speeds well over 100 meters per second. Tune in to the 8-Wheel Drive Endurance Championship broadcast during one of the five remaining races in the championship. Check out the Elite Racer subreddit for more details and a link to their Discord. Welcome to the recap of the 215km Stage B in the Wasat system. Buckle up as we kick off with some of the opening shots of the 11 racers launching themselves into battle. 3, 2, 1, go. What it takes to leap down your scarab across the terrain at speeds of well over 100 meters per second? Do you understand that over the crater is the only option, no matter the size? Join the 8-wheel drive endurance championship and show the galaxy the size of your... Uh, boosters. Check out the Elite Racer subreddit for sign-up details and a link to the Discord. Beautiful. Alright, so that we wanted you guys to kind of get a, 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 a an image or, or kind of a little information on that because here's the thing. When I say like, oh, there's a race and it's whatever, people, it's real easy for people to go like, eh, whatever, okay, it's a race thing. You're just going to have the same cockpit footage, the same whatever. No, no, this is, this is different. What, what they did was they have uh, 
first off, they're using API keys so that they're tracking. So it's just like a real race where it shows like the positions of each person in the race. They're editing in footage here from some of its camera footage. They have using those API keys, they're tracking the exact location of each of the competitors. And they have camera ships that are sort of following and watching along as they do their thing. And so you edit in like camera drone footage that is pulling up for each one on the outside and watching them do their stuff, mixing it in with cockpit footage from the SRVs as they're driving, flying, doing their thing. And on the side, you've got a, uh, 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 like a little sort of a ticker type uh, listing of, you know, who's in first, who's in second, where they're, what their position is on the race and what they're, you know, and, and, and you know, it's, the time is clicking by. You've got uh, scrolling along the bottom information about the stuff. And the guy is giving real time sort of uh, calling out the race. And it's like watching a Formula One race or watching, you know, uh, NASCAR if it wasn't just slow left turns for all day. It's it's actually showing like the real like shit, like a rally car race with a good announcer. And oh, my God, this shit is awesome. So the full video is going to be in the show notes. Go check this out this shit is fucking great this needs to be an esport for this game frontier needs to be rebroadcasting this on their channel they need to be getting this guy in and they need to be setting up more events they need to be giving out actual prizes whether it's arcs or paint jobs or some kind of uh something they need to be supporting the hell out of this because if this catches on like as, as dude like i said there's however many millions of people that watch nascar they watch a bunch of men drive cars that are exactly made to be sort of the same and driving slow left turns for like fucking 12 hours like this shit is way better way more fun this is this could legitimately be an e-sport could be an e-sim sport could start a whole actual uh thing it's it's amazing all right so Let's start with Arson. What do you think about all of this, man? I I think I think that it's fantastic. Um, I was originally planning to participate, um, mm. and I'm just going to kind of throw this out there since since it is my turn, anyways. Uh, but I'm super bitter that I didn't make the first couple races because they're giving away these lovely trophies to mm. the first three places. Um, this the 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 races. Number one, I went and started prepping for the first race thinking oh, I'm, I'm gonna be good because i placed third in a 600 km rally race for the hutton truckers way back when horizons dropped mm -hmm. note for everybody that doesn't know srvs top out at 41 meters per second 50 if you're really <laughs> on cruising the on the ground but these <laughs> people are doing what's called fliving and they're getting well over 100 meters per second and it's Wait, freaking crazy wow so it's called fliving and the way that you do it is you lift up off the ground in your SRV preferably with a little bit of a bump you want you want to get launched and then you tilt your SRV about 45 degrees and then you boost and that upward boost pushes you forward as well as up and if you're uh, judicious with your boost usage uh, you can get ridiculously high speeds maintain that uh that airborne altitude uh, for very long distances and some of the speeds that they get up to like I did all right 
the closest I got was like 70, 80 meters per second. I couldn't bust 100. So I don't even think that one of those three trophies would have been mine, unfortunately. <laughs> but it's it's amazing. I may even uh, go find a planet and I'll, I'll try to do some fliving so uh, people can see it on stream. Yeah, man. So, and people on the stream, when we're done with this, go click on the video that I'm going to link for you. And we're going to get these guys in. I've already talked to them. Uh, we're going to get these guys in. We're going to talk to some of these guys, uh, do an interview. This series is going to be going on for a good while. This is this is a, a good bit of stuff that, that is going on. And, and uh, it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm going to be following every one of these. We're going to definitely be calling them out for these highlight videos, if, if nothing else. Like, I want to see it live and actually hear it being announced and whatever. But uh, even if you're just like, that's a lot of investment to sit there and watch these guys for an hour or two. The highlight videos alone, we will be highlighting them every time one comes out. These are fucking amazing. You need to get in on this. Um, Alec Turner is the one who brought this to me at first. He has done a phenomenal job of hyping it. It's being talked about sort of everywhere. So you're gonna you're definitely going to see he's he's got sending out commercials and sending out whatever and getting people interested and and at first I was kind of like, okay, yeah, that's cool, man. That's you know, okay, it's a race thing. And I was thinking like, okay, it's gonna be this sort of race thing where you you know you're just looking at sort of the you know outward camera footage and don't get me wrong it's awesome it's it's definitely you can see that it's skillful but it's nowhere near as entertaining as this format that they have set up with the ticker and you're watching all the people and you've got camera drones that are tracking them and you're literally seeing from the outside that gives a much better view of what the hell it is these guys are doing because and it's and it, it, it's it's amazing all right tweaked what do you think these guys are nuts. They are absolutely crazy. I thought I sucked in my SRV before watching this. Now I know I suck in my SRV after oh, yeah. watching this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Scorb. Like the level of skill that these guys are showing when they're driving their SRV is incredible. But I'm also very interested in the uh, the, the technical uh, stuff that they've got going on with the, the checking out where they are and mm -hmm. what their position is, because obviously I, I do the Type 9 race. Mm -hmm. And I do very similar things. So mm -hmm. I have a track and I, I check people's position and calculate scores and things like that. The, this this is obviously a much longer race. This it almost looks like a Paris-Dakar kind of race. Yep. You know, going through the desert and stuff like that. And like, um, great test uh, on the broadcast. He, he's always talking about, you don't drive an SRV, you fly an SRV. <laughs> but mm -hmm. watching these guys do it, it's like, they make it look so easy. They and there's do. me. It's yeah, like, I yeah. try and do that, and then there's a random rock. And it just comes, it wasn't <laughs> there before, and I looked to one side, there was no rock. There was no rock for 100 miles. And then there's a bloody massive rock right in front of me, spins me around, and I go and lose all my progress. I Damn. saw the whole thing, that rock swerved. <laughs> You're absolutely right, though. I mean, a month or so ago, on ESP, I turned ESPN on, and they were like broadcasting a couple of athletes playing NBA 2K or something like that. And I'm like, why do I want to watch this? Something like this, though? Oh, I'd be glued to my TV watching this kind of thing yeah. for a bit. And the way the guy was announcing it was top-notch. It was exciting. It was energetic. He knew what he was talking about. They had it set up with, you know, the camera switching and the drones and all the stuff. This video needs to get all of the likes. So go and, and check this video out after the show. 
All right, we got to keep it moving though, because we got a lot of stuff still to get to. All right, the next thing that we have on the agenda is the next thing. This one's gonna get a little weird. Uh, I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do this in a abbreviated format as much as I can. So just bear with me. Um, I don't know. For those people who are paying attention, Trump signed an order, an executive order, into law not that long ago about you know whatever we got to stop the chinese from whatever it's an emergency act it's this that and the other and the trump order would seem on the face of it at least to uh be going at uh and and causing sort of a an issue or a concern with tencent and the problem with that is that tencent owns nine percent of they bought in and invested and have nine percent in on uh on frontier so theoretically legally speaking if you read the, the president's order, just on the face of it, it would seem to say that uh, doing business with uh, any kind of, in any kind of sense, even, you know, sort of just being uh, a playing, you know, for them to be using the servers and whatnot to, to have elite on in the U.S. would be a legal problem. Like when you read it just on the face of it, it's like, oh, well, that could mean that elite dangerous is going to go away in America. Uh, and I was really, really sort of concerned on this, but I'm not a lawyer. Uh, so take everything that I'm about to say here with that grain of the salt. I am not a lawyer. I do not know the law. I'm not trying to tell you that I know the law. But this is information that I got from a lawyer who looked into all of this. And this is what he said. Number one, the press corps uh, got off the record statement uh, from the Trump staff that says that Trump does not want this to affect video games. He's going after chat apps and TikTok. So that's sort of a, uh, a whole um, different thing. Number two, the executive order itself is overly broad and has already been challenged with a lawsuit filed in federal court on constitutionality. So we'll have to see what that, like the whole thing might just be, nope, that's illegal doesn't happen sorry uh number three the order doesn't even define the scope but rather states that the commerce secretary shall define the parties and transactions subject as they see fit in 45 days why why you would make a rule and say that it's legally enforceable now but we'll tell you what the rule is in 45 days i don't know but you're gonna have to whatever anyways uh so in 45 days Will, is when we'll get from the Commerce Secretary if this even affects this. The off-the-record stuff from the press corps is, seems to indicate, no, no, don't worry about it. We're not doing video games. This is about chat apps, which actually could be disturbing because that could make, make a major problem for Discord, who has received money from Tencent Games. But we'll have to look into that later as down the road in 45 days when we see what the Secretary says they're even going after. Then you have to deal with the hurdle of the lawsuit is the whole thing even unconstitutional then you have to deal with the whole issue of um how it's going to be the scope and what it's going to be how it's going to be defined so whatever but 10 cent is a minority investor nine percent not a primary uh, that would also need to be assessed because it might be that the way that they write it up it doesn't go after that so all of this is the long way of saying number one Nobody even knows what it means yet, and we won't for 45 days until the Commerce Secretary says what it means. Number two, even then, there's a lawsuit that has to be cleared, and, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that not 
all of the executive orders that have been passed under this administration have uh, survived challenges in the courts. We'll see. And number three, the, this seems to be the off the record hint seems to be, don't worry about it. This does not affect video games. So all of that, I'm not even going to ask everybody's opinions on that because it's all to be determined. We'll find out, but we need to keep it moving. So let's move on to frontier news where I am going to get everybody's opinions. Um, Let's start. We're going to do this backwards. We're going to start with the streams. We normally do the patches, posts, then streams. But in this case, just because of chronology of how it worked out, we're going to do streams. Then we're going to move back to the post. Then we're going to move to the patch. All right. So let's start with the streams. There were two streams this week. The first was Super Cruise News, episode number one, which was on Monday. It was a community stream uh, with community manager stream with Bruce Garrido and Stephen Benedetti. And in that, we got another Brucey bonus. Uh, so there were, we actually got a couple of Brucey bonuses on this. Number one, uh, Bruce said, I, I gotta love my man, Bruce, man. He is like, he, he's like, uh, sometimes it seems like one of those, uh, one of those uh, videos where you have a hostage or whatever, and he's blinking out Morse code to get you bits of information. Fucking love Bruce. So he said, number one, they are looking at a rebalance of the entire game on credit earning, not like now, now, but in the as Odyssey times. He said, Look, we've heard we're looking at, you know, mining, combat, exploration, trade, mission running. We're looking at all of that. And he said that while we might not want in the end for it all to be exactly equal, that, uh, you know, it may be that they want to get it a little more sort of closer together. Um, Arson, why don't you cue that one up? We have seen the feedback that the the various game loops need a bit of a rejigging. Um, while it makes sense that perhaps mining makes more money than the others, um, that the gap could be too wide. We're not oblivious to all of that. Um, uh, what I would stress with the recent patches is that we've been trying to bring mining... Um, sort of into check rather than balance the whole game um though that is a discussion that we are having and we are constantly thinking about this kind of stuff um but just to clarify that's not really the intention of the latest patch but uh we are fully aware of it and um there are conversations happening behind the scenes on our end mm -hmm. so this is I'm, I'm hearing some rumblings i got some little birdies that are rumbling that uh that you know just just relax on the whole you know this or that or the other because things are getting looked at and things are getting reassessed and a lot of the the problems that that uh you know uh people might sort of have might go away uh in, in the not too distant future so just let's let's give them credit they're moving in the right direction and let's sit back and wait and see and chill a little bit they were also asked about the cobra mark four um, you know, hey, when are we going to get the Cobra Mark IV or whatever? And they said, hey, look, legally speaking, we made a contract. We made a promise to the people who bought, pre-ordered the Horizons and told them you're going to get an exclusive. That's why you're pre-ordering this. You're going to get, or or I think even within a little short time after it was released, but a limited time offer. If you get it now, you get the Cobra Mark IV. So they said, we're not, we, we, we can't break that we can't go back and give it to you because then we'd be screwing over those people and i respect that man they made a deal and they're sticking to it you gotta like a man who sticks to his word 
that's that's good shit. But they said they kind of also learned from that experience and they probably won't be looking to do those kind of exclusive limited time deals again in the future because, you know, you end up with what you have now. People who ask years later, I want that thing. And they don't really want to do that because it, it's not a good look for them. So they've learned. It's good. That, that's what life is. You make mistakes, you get better. Okay. They said they're looking into Tritium to possibly make it more efficient. That's all I'm going to say on that because the story is going to continue shortly. And lastly, Arson, why don't you queue up the uh, the, the bit on the uh, dev diary? Incoming! Um, but not only that, I want to leave you all with something. Now, I know everybody's been dying to hear about what's going on with Elite Dangerous Odyssey. So I'm happy to announce that uh, the first Elite Dangerous Odyssey development diary will be released on Tuesday the 18th of August which is this Tuesday coming uh, and you can join us on our Twitch channel at 6UTC which is 7BST so we can go uh, go into deeper into the exploration of what's going on with that uh, development diary and we're going to have some really really exciting special guests so I've just I feel like uh, Jeremy Clarkson I've just dropped that bomb All right, so there was, sorry, there was a little bit of a miscommunication there that uh, what Arson just played was the clip from the next stream. So the clip from this stream was when Bruce said, oh, I don't think it would hurt for us to say that we can go ahead and announce on Thursday. We're going to announce on Thursday when this stream is. So that was a different thing, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no worries, man. So then, uh, so that, that was that stream. Then... The Thursday stream, because they're doing twice a week now, the, was the Feature Commander DSSA uh, uh, stream. Uh, so they talked about the DSSA, which is the Deep Space Support Array. Um, and in that, there was some more Tritium talk. Again, we're going to table that just for the moment because we'll get to it. They plugged the Dark Wheel project in that video. So that was uh, in that stream. So that was big thank you to Stephen uh, Benedetti for plugging the Dark Wheel project again. And whenever you see the Frontier live stream, if you go into their Twitch stream, if you put exclamation point TDW, exclamation mark TDW, um, point? Yeah. Uh, it, it literally just brings up a, a thing, a link to the, the video and information on the dark wheel. It's, it's good stuff, so I appreciate that. Um, and then uh, in that stream, while talking to the DSSA, the DSSA dropped a bit of news, which is that they're coming up with an app. They're going to have a thing through, I think, through EDSM, where it's going to come up online soon, TM. And when it comes, they'll let you know. So just, just wait a little bit. And when it comes online, they're going to have like a little passport book. And every one of the carriers that's in the deep space support array is going to have its own little patch or a little stamp or a little thing. And you go, when you visit that carrier, you can little collect that little stamp or your little passport book. And just like Pokemon, you got to catch them all. And once you get to all of the deep space support array carriers, I think it's going to unlock a, like a special patch or badge or whatever for like, you know, the, the I don't know, the, the Pokemaster badge of DSSA stuff. Um, and that's going to be awesome. All right. Um, that was a lot of stuff that I covered on the on the streams. 
let's let's just break it up to here. We won't get into the the patches or the or the notes yet. We're just going to talk about the streams. Uh, how about we start with score? Your thoughts on all that? On the streams, uh, with yes. the um, the dev diaries. Yep, all mean? of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm super excited by that. It uh, depends on how much they'll let the devs show, but mm. I'm a I'm a developer anyway, so mm. I love seeing behind the scenes. So anything, cause I, I also follow another project, uh, which starts with uh, an S and ends with an N. We mm. won't talk about it, but they do dev diaries all the time. And mm. it's, uh, it's really good to see the problems that the devs are facing and how they're making progress with it as well. So it depends on what they show us, but I'm going to be watching that like a hawk anyway with like, I'll be happy watching that because we've been starved of news. Now, now let's honestly got like promise like yes this is coming and now we get to see how it's made and i love so, that stuff i'm gonna let you in a little secret on how we do our stream scorpius we i i think all of that you know i'm team this i'm team that that's fucking stupid that's childish we don't do that here so we we will probably talk about star citizen or no man's sky or any other game and we wish them well because in the end is star citizen doing well just means that they're going to push elite to do better and elite doing mm -hmm. well will push star citizen so we, you can you can absolutely talk about star citizen all well, you like that that makes me happy then because it's a great project and yeah, uh, and i wish them both well and anybody who does have this tribal thing know this chris roberts and david braven are mates mm -hmm. <laughs> yes yes uh buddies in the american parlance in, in american yeah. parlance when you say mates that means that well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're we're not. I, I all that you know. I'm Team Apple. I'm Team Google OS, whatever it's like, or PlayStation versus Xbox. I don't have time for that shit. We're grownups. If you if you can't be a rational adult and say I like what I like, you like what you like, it's no big deal. You're a grownup. All thoughts still funny. Yes. Well, then you're not a grownup. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And and go, and, and bless you, sir. <laughs> all right, Arson, your thoughts on all the stream stuff? Stream stuff only. <laughs> a little warning there. Um, You're I'll, far I'll... away from the mic, bro. I would help if I had my boom down. Um, I, I'm I'm enjoying the streams. I love. I I have to go back. Just the amount of communication that we're getting mm -hmm. is fantastic. The amount of engagement that we're getting is fantastic. Uh, not really a whole lot more I can say about it, to be honest. Beautiful. Just keep more. <laughs> Tweet. Yeah, I, I would agree. You can definitely see we're getting more and more communication than what we have over the past couple of years. Uh, like you said, I, I'm happy, honored that they keep their word about the Cobra Mark IV. There's, they made a promise to those people, and they're keeping it, and that pleases me. Mm. Uh, there's nothing worse than going back on their word, and besides that, I know people that have the Mark IV, and I don't think I want it anyways, to be totally honest. But <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, even if it's something that I want, I, I more than anything, I want to be able to have respect and, and trust in a game that if they promise me they're going to do something, they they say what That's they right. mean, they do what they say. That's so right. they One said it was going to be exclusive. Another. Just just keep to it. Uh, as much, I, I would like to have the Cobra Mark IV, but I'm just crazy. I like, I, I'm a Pokemaster. I want to have them all. All right, let's move on real quick to the other two things, which are, are uh, the posts and, and patches. So uh, we'll just say post today. There was a couple of posts 
The first was uh, Tritium Buff. Uh, basically, the long and the short of it is while they fixed mining in, you know, i.e. adjusted mining to the rate that they want it to be at, um, you know, it's a situation that it had the unintended consequence of making it harder on Tritium, harder to fill your, your tank and get going. So as a result, what they've decided to do is they're going to double the efficiency of all Tritium. Now, this post was made by uh, Paul, who is the fourth community manager. So we have Arthur, who's the lead community manager. We've got Stephen Benedetti. We've got Bruce. So it's Arthur Tolmy, Stephen Benedetti, uh, Bruce Garrido. And now we have Paul. And Paul came to us from the planet side, planet coaster, planet zoo, planet, all of the things, uh, and a trade for Tim because they needed a, a lead CM over there so he went over there to be the lead and we got paul and paul some of you will remember was an old school he was in some of the early streams of elite and he's been subsequently working very diligently and very well over on the planet side doing all those games and he is sort of a big time guy on the forums he's real real heavy on the forums he does a lot of forum work and that's great that 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 will sort of kind of round out that aspect of of uh of the elite team so we look forward to more information and more stuff from him but in the end the long and the short of it is uh they 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 posted that and they posted later uh today they tweeted about they knew that they were having connection issues and tweeted again a couple hours later that okay it's resolved uh that's great but the the post that you see there on the screen says it went live already like so they were saying hey this just happened it's already in it's not going to be a dot patch it's it's up now if you jump a fleet carrier and it was going to take 50 tons of tritium for that jump now it's going to take 25 tons of tritium for that jump your tritium your go juice works twice as much you get twice as much go per ton of juice which actually in the end means that you get more than twice as much. It's more than twice as efficient in the end because what people are doing with their carrier is putting a thousand tons in the tank and then 15,000 tons in the, you know, storage hold. And, and when you look at that overall, you have to factor in the amount of weight of what you're carrying is going to lower your jump range too. It's going to lower or it's going to increase the amount of gas that it takes or fuel that it takes for each jump because it part of it's based on the weight. So if you can, instead of needing 20 tons of tritium to get out to X location, now you need 10 tons of tritium. That means your whole carrier is gonna be 10 tons or 10,000 tons lighter rather, which means that it's going to be much more efficient in the end. You're gonna need a smart guy to work out the map and show you what it comes out to. But in the end, they're making it if you're just going on a thousand ton tank, it's twice as efficient. But in reality, if you're going on a thousand ton tank plus 20,000 tons in the hold of fuel, you're getting way more efficient the farther you go out. I'm not sure if I explained that in a way that is in any way uh, cognizant or, or understandable to people. But um, this is a situation where it's like, this is huge. This is massive. This is, I think, exactly what they needed to do. Now, with regard to 
people that are complaining that you know well mining still sucks no dude you need to get over your shit mining was way too broken good it was unbalanced it was to the point where everyone knew it was imbalanced which is why everyone was doing nothing but mining because everyone knew that 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 crazy overly good had to go away so everybody wanted to make hay while the sun shine well guess what the sun went down as it was meant to and mining is now sort of where it's supposed to be the one caveat the one asterisk i would put to that is i really really wish that in fixing mining and making it to where you weren't making stupid amounts of money but were making really good money i wish that they had not made it such that the best mining right now is mindlessly laser pining mining painite they did so many cool things to bring in subsurface deposit mining and core mining to make those strong i really really wish that it would sort of they would still emphasize those but but make it to where like you know those paid a little bit more than the painite but still not crazy stupid broken whatever and with regard to the last thing on this people are still complaining but yeah but i want you to give me welfare tritium i want you to make it to where i can just get as unlimited amounts of tritium from 80,000 different vendors where it's artificial tritium coming from, you know, the game. So that just give me all of it unlimited for free. No, that's dumb. They gave us for the first time a commodity that we can sell to each other that we actually use and the tools to use it, i.e. tritium that we can sell to each other to use and fleet carriers, uh, 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 commodity markets that you can sell stuff. They gave us the tools to build our own functional economy. Now they have to get the fuck out of the way with the, the NPCs and let us build our own functional economy. So I am 100% in favor of the artificial NPC crazy treat tritium sort of like evaporating. Go, go away. Now let's players, let's build our own tritium economy. Let's do it for realsies. All right, that's everything I had on that. Let's start with uh, Arson. Your thoughts on all of that? I, I'm really excited about it. When when carriers were first uh, released in beta, uh, I very quickly came to the conclusion that we needed 10 times tritium efficiency, which from the original value of one ton per light year, that puts you at about 500 tons for a uh, uh, 500 light year jump. And then they... Mm -hmm. increase the efficiency bringing it down to 250 and now they've done it again bringing it to 125 10 times on the original stat would have left you with 100 tons of gel uh, the the interesting f part about it though is the sheer difference in range uh, you can now go on a f carrier loaded with nothing but tritium you're looking at going about 108,000 light years so you can go all the way to beagle point from the bubble and most of the way back unfortunately i have seen uh a lot of people that have been participating on dssa because i went through the forum thread today um that were really really genuinely upset about it because they feel that that kind of range travel on a carrier uh basically makes it uh makes the mining ops and all the organization and all that stuff obsolete but I want to take a moment to outline the silver lining, so to speak, and kind of throw a challenge to the DSSA. Mm -hmm. You've got all of these current NPC stations out there. 
these stations have market demands. We know that if you impact a station enough, you can affect it in some ways. We see over time outfitting supply and then drop out of markets in certain areas. I challenge the DSSA. Instead of looking at it like, oh, I can only, you know, I only have to load up Tritium once and then my carrier's in place. Use that network. Take advantage of that opportunity. Stock Tritium on those, those network carriers. The carriers that are then coming through that are traveling around, they can then stop at your carriers in the DSSA and fill up on more fuel so that they can say, use 20,000 of that 25,000 and only carry 5,000 reserve tritium and bust across through the network, stop at a DSSA carrier, refuel, and then move to say uh, Explorer's Anchorage and offload a whole bunch of commodities that wouldn't be able to get there otherwise and see, can you make that the most badass station in the universe? That's my challenge to the DSSA. That's really cool when you talk about basically using the DSSA as not only just a ship gas station, but a fleet carrier gas station so that you can have fully stocked, loaded carriers, trading carriers of commodities that can do massive mm -hmm. projects and force project all the way out there. That's some interesting shit. That's, yeah. that's good stuff. Before this change, that wasn't possible because it took too much tritium, too much time. Mm -hmm. You needed your entire cargo bay full to get to your destination if you were going to a really far area from the bubble or Colonia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. But, uh, but now you can dedicate cargo space to cargo. Instead of That's interesting. All right, tweet. Yeah, well, I come off as a, uh, I get accused of being a FDEV fanboy quite often. And I am, I'll, I'll admit I am. But this is exactly why. They listened to their community. They identified that the community had correctly identified a problem. They looked at the best way to fix the problem and they did it. And hmm. what, they've, what they've done in doing so is they have now reopened the galaxy with the fleet carriers so that people are going to take chances. People are going to say, okay, this is much more efficient. Now I can try to get to this point of the galaxy that we've never been to before, mine some tritium, and then try to get over to this point of the galaxy. Whereas the last couple of weeks, I don't think people would have been willing to try that kind of stuff. So I think this is going to open up a lot of things again. Okay. And, and as far as the player economy part that you were talking mm -hmm. about, I agree the tritium selling it to the to the fleet carriers is the start of a player economy. Uh, I don't know that the NPC, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, do the NPCs really fuel that much? Do they do that much where it would actually so, prohibit that? So it used to be that you could just, because it was broken, they would just keep giving out unlimited the, the supply. Remember how supply and demand was broken? So, yep. so the supply never went down. So the, de the demand for low temperature diamonds was always as high as it could be. And the supply of tritium was always as high as it could be. So you could just fill up over and over and over and over and over on, you know, 4,000 per ton tritium. And it was just, it was welfare cheese. It was just take as much as you like. Now it's, it's mostly dried up. It's to the point where it's there. You can get it uh, on on sort of the expensive side, and you can get it from the medium pad stuff or whatever. But the super crazy, stupid, cheap tritium 
has has been snatched up and it comes at, at a trickle but it's two here two tons here 10 tons there 15 tons it's not like okay give me 750 and then i'll be right, right back right. so yeah all right scorb your thoughts all right i think you've covered uh, a lot of the stuff about um you know the economy oh i will add one thing about the economy like coming from an eve online background where everything mm -hmm. was a player driven economy freaking mm -hmm. love that absolutely love that and if something like that was to come to elite i don't think it would do any harm i think it would actually be really good yes. but i will also like to say though um anybody who looks at all of these patches that have been coming out of frontier and go oh another patch oh god another patch why can't they just fix their shit they need to understand how complex that procedural generation system is for that and it's the entire milky way right so it's not just like you could you can fix uh one thing and then that will just fix that one thing you're fixing the procedure that generates that and you've added another uh, material as well with the tritium mm. which is why you know it, it's probably why tritium got so heavily affected when they were trying to rebalance the other materials now i'm not saying that they shouldn't have done more testing but obviously you can never do enough testing but i i would not like to be on that development team and i'm a developer it's really really freaking hard and i take mm. my hat off to them i'm really glad they're listening to the community i'm glad that we're starting to see some progress now as mm -hmm. well so I'll, that's where I'm going to leave that because I, I'll take my hat off to them. Congratulations. Well done. It's been hard. Thank you for your attention. Let's mm -hmm. all just play and enjoy the game. And to add to that real quick, I, what people don't understand too is when they do patch it and they fix one part of the game, whether it be the tritium or anything else, everything they fix, e each system in this game is connected to the next system in this game. So when they mm -hmm. fix one thing, it inevitably is going to change all the, the BGS or the, the the population of the core asteroids or all these other things that all kind of goes together. So when they tweak one thing, it's going to affect everything else. And it's what they're doing is, in my mind, almost magic what they've created here. Mm. Yeah, no, 100 percent. And in the end, it's like, oh, wow, that's like my neighbor that's quitting smoking for the 10th time or whatever. It's like, yeah. But he's still trying right he's still so like give him credit for that like you know it's it's the problem is when you stop doing stuff when stuff is broken and you just ignore it so it's like uh you know it's it's a situation of yeah they're they're, they're working they're plugging away it's getting it's little by little and it is what it is all right so that is the news that is the huge news as of today tritium is in my mind fixed now, you, some people are saying, ah, it's too easy. We don't like it. And other people are saying, ah, it's too hard. I don't like it. You know what? You're never going to please all of the people. But I think that everybody that's willing to put on their big boy pants and deal with shit as it is, is going, fair enough. This is good. This is, you know, maybe a little better than I thought we were going to get, or maybe not just a little bit, not as good as I thought I was going to get, but it's in the ballpark of right. And so now, now it's not a matter of, you know, before it was broken, now it's a matter of personal opinion. It's a matter of personal taste. I happen to think that it ended up pretty goddamn good. So, you know. Yep. I tell guys, I tell guys that, you know, living in space is supposed to be hard. Living in a galaxy like this is not easy. And everybody wants everything to come easy. And to me, the whole object of this game is to create a life in this universe. And 
it's that's what it is you know you got to work for what you want to have there you go all right so we're going to move on we're going to skip the next section and push that to next week we're tight on time we're getting to we're going to go to the next one which is what does my disconnect code mean so frontier customer support put out a uh little post and it breaks down you know okay you know this is what a mob adder is this is what a a, a you know purple python this is an orange sidewinder and it's like this is the connect code for this this is the code for the adjudication server this is the code for this this is the code for that and a lot of people have been passing that around and talking about it this week. And I've heard a lot of people going like, oh, that's interesting. But like, I don't know what that means. They're just saying, you know, it failed to connect to this or failed to connect to that. And they're like, I don't know what this is or I don't know what that is. So we're going to skip right past that. It's there. It's in the show notes for you to see it. You can see it right now on screen. And it, it, as, as it's not just that, there's more to it when you scroll down where it shows like it kind of explains some more stuff. But to people like me who are not sort of uh, developers and are not sort of super savvy about that shit, you kind of your eyes glaze over and you're like, okay, I, I, that's words. I don't know what they mean. Well, it's, it's good information, but there's nothing we can do with it. You know, no matter what error we get, we still do the same thing. We go back to the menu and hit yeah. start again and try to get but, in again. So, <laughs> but, but for people who want to sort of understand a little better, sure. Great that's where I get that's where I get to the next thing, which is the video, uh, Arson, uh, AWS reinvent 2015 game 403 from zero to 60 million player hours in a 400 billion star system. It's a 51 minute long video. I recommend for everyone check this video out. It's going to be in the show notes. This was from back in 2015 this was Dav Stott with a head full of hair looking so young and earnest. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, one of the, the game uh, producers there uh, was, the, and they go through how the Elite Dangerous, sort of the whole system, the architecture, how it works. And it's super, super, super interesting. And Dav kind of goes through and he's like, okay, well, you know, Let's say you want to go do this. Two guys want to go fly out and they want to start mining. Well, you got to spin up a server for this. And then this server connects to that. And then this adjudicates that. And they go through with charts and sort of graphs and explain step by step. And they show, okay, this is uh, in, oh, oh, he had all these different terminologies. Like this runs on this and this runs on that. And this runs on this. And then these servers spin up and then the servers that we spin up we have to kill those servers when like everybody's sort of left so but we need to have really smart sort of traffic cop programs that like don't kill a server if somebody's still on it because that's bad news but you know when everybody leaves then then spin it so they, they talk about how they spin up and 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 kill all these dynamic servers that they run on the um uh what do you call that the the amazon server system farm whatever yeah amazon uh, web services there you go aws uh and then you know they talk about how they do the p2p stuff and they talk about how all of the different pieces between the p2p stuff and then the stuff that's actually on servers and stuff that's on there and how all of these things sort of interconnect it's crazy crazy interesting it's crazy crazy in-depth it's almost an hour long. I understood 
bits of it just by looking at the graph and staring like a dumb marine and going okay that connects to that all right that i get the other stuff you lost me but um i think that people should look at these two things in connection to each other because one without the other is if you just have like oh here's these disconnect codes i feel like that's like okay i don't know what to do with that information but okay but when you when you take that and you put it with this video you're like oh i get it now and i think we've, we've already been told from the investment investor meeting uh last october that uh that odyssey uh represents a significant update to the underlying code base there's the, a lot of this is going to change and get like whatever but it's really good to know where it came from back in 2015 when they developed it so take a look at that and i think people might find it super super interesting arson your thoughts i so i saw that back when it originally came out and being a developer myself uh, i was super interested in it but things like like what they present in this the level of architecture and i it's been a long time since i've seen it so i can't spout off details this far out but the detail that they go into it makes you look at the game and be like holy crap the amount of scalability it, it just it's it's mind-blowing and it's one of the reasons why as far as i'm concerned yeah star citizen's gonna be awesome it's gonna be an awesome experience but there is not a game on this planet that has the potential that elite does and i cannot wait to see what it's like at the end of the 10-year plan okay yeah i it's like all this stuff they're like oh this runs on mungo and this runs on this and, and i'm just kind of like uh-huh but it's when they get to the graphs and they show like here's a ship and then they show here's another ship and then this links to that and then this goes to this server and then this and that and this overlays here i'm kind of like oh i'm starting to see the matrix and it's really really cool shit yeah databases are actually uh my specialty where i have the most experience and a majority of that is about the databases uh so if you are a bgs nut this will give you some insight on how the systems that handle those daily ticks are working in the back end. Beautiful. All right, Scorb, your thoughts. I've actually had the pleasure of meeting and chatting to Dev at oh, a, a couple of Lave Cons. And I know he's, he's, he's a Hashtag brain. Jealous. <laughs> he's so <laughs> clever. He's so smart. And we, I was chatting to him about the server architecture that was using. It was just like chit chat. Because mm -hmm. you know I'm, I'm a dev as well, and we're talking about all the you know, the transaction service and are uh, different to um, the service that, that tell you where you are and tell you what what's going on around you um, when you first go into an instance, like into a star system or something like that. Uh, and and we just had a little chat, and like even though I know what I'm talking about, but he was like, I'm like, this guy is just so freaking next level. Mm. I don't even feel I'm qualified to even talk. I was like, <laughs> the, all that came out of my mouth was, gonna be a mate. <laughs> it's all I can muster. That's all well, I can because muster. That's the thing with Dav, man. It takes, like, you don't recognize it at first. A lot of times people are like, oh, whatever. And then, like, five minutes into the conversation, you're like, I'm sitting here with fucking Neo. This dude sees the Matrix. Like, yeah, he, does, he, he doesn't it. see the code anymore. He sees blonde, brunette, redhead. That's, yeah. that's what he sees. Yeah, yeah. Tweet. 
Yeah, I've got a little man crush on Dav. I gotta admit, this dude has to be a genius IQ. I mean, he is amazing when he describes this stuff. If anybody is interested in, if you enjoyed this video, there's a BGS video with Dav where he sits down and he breaks down how the system works and how everything affects everything else. And it's, I swear to God, it's like being in a college course, sitting down at, you know, BGS 201 or something like that. It's, it's intense. It's confusing for people that don't understand it, but it's a great, great watch. Uh, we'll have to dig that up and share it in the discord or something, but, but right yeah, what, looking at how this was put together and everything and just listening to him, it's, it just makes you appreciate the effort and the knowledge that goes into building a game like this. Mm, right on hundred percent. All right. Does anybody else have to add on this subject before we move on? Everybody's good. Beautiful. All right. Next up, we have a trio of videos from uh, Matthias. Matthias? Matthias? I, I'm, I'm never sure on that. It's M-A-T-T-I-U-S. Uh, this guy is the sort of crazy good video of like Raxla going down the, the rabbit hole, whatever. Him and uh, Guru951 uh, are the two that it's like, man, I'm really, I'm, I, I get into their, their videos and it's like, ooh, I'm going down the rabbit hole. So he's got three videos out that we want to highlight. Raxla the Great Construct, Elite Dangerous Theory, Lights in Witch Space, and Raxla Theories the Signal. Raxla Series the Signal just dropped today. So Raxla the Great Construct talks about all kinds of stuff with the Guardians and some theories that tie in between the Guardians and Raxla and all of that stuff. Um, it's it's you know super 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 interesting. Um, and, and, and it has some stuff with Ben Marnin star that you might want to take a look at. And, and it's, it's, I don't know. It's some stuff that is, is super, super interesting. Um, there's some play on words there and some things that it's like, huh, I wonder about this. I wonder about that. So that one is interesting for that reason. The, the, uh, lead dangerous theory, the lights in witch space, that one's kind of refers to the whole Jasmina Halsey thing, how she saw the the caretakers of the galaxy that were, you know, both uh, fleeting yet uh, uh, eternal and tiny yet massive and blah, blah, blah. And then also the, the Gan Romero thing who, you know, he also kind of went out there and looking at these lights in witch space. And the one from today, actually, I found to be the most mind-blowing of the three. Super, super interesting. Everyone should check this video out. Raxla theories, the signals. He's talking about how you say, you know, oh, the signals, the whispers in witch space. Okay, well, what's the one thing? What's the one massive thing that sort of uh, dominates our entire galaxy? Sagay. And he talks about the fact that there's a signal coming from Sagay, and he actually shows it on the screen, the signal. Uh, if you put it through a spectrometer or whatever, it shows this kind of image that looks like sort of like going between these two rocks, almost like you're passing between like the the like the the Straits of uh, you know like the Suez Canal, or like the Straits of Gibraltar or whatever. Like it's this interesting image, and it ties into a ton of different things. Uh, he talks about the the toast and how like all of these things it, they keep coming back to like Sage, Sage, and he's like, what if there's a star somewhere in the to very near uh, uh, sort of proximity to SAG A that we're unable to see or whatever for some reason, but Frontier is throwing us all these hints about this code. He talks about this like 
it's just it's it's crazy it's interesting you need to see it um that that of all of them that signal one really really got me and it's got my mind percolating on all kinds of ideas and i would love for thousands and thousands of eyeballs to go see that video and somebody to tick onto an idea that like piggybacks onto that 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 cracks something wide open um let's start the other way around this time let's start with scorb your thoughts on this um sagittarius a or as captain spatula calls it sagittarius there's <laughs> gotta be something there well, it's, it's it's right there. It's been dominating the center of, of the Milky Way forever. You know, holding everything together. Whether that's whether that's uh, you know telling us something about racks, I don't know. Whether it's just noise that we're interpreting as a signal, I don't know. What I do know is I wasn't aware of Matthias. At least I don't think it was. And I have now subscribed to his channel. So Beautiful. thank you for that. <laughs> He's dude. You, you're you're actually you say that. Thank you for that. Get back to me in a week after you watch his videos. You're going to be really thankful. This guy is amazing. Tweet. Yeah, put your tinfoil hats on before you watch these videos. You go down <laughs> the rabbit hole for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Some intriguing stuff. Who knows if there's anything to it? But, I mean, this is some next-level conspiracy theory kind of digging in, trying to find this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I want to see a buddy cop movie of just uh, Matthias and uh, Guru 951 fighting crime by night. <laughs> Searching for Raxler by day. Arson. With, with Ghost oh. Giraffe as laser cops. Yes, of course. Yeah. All, all of that. Oh, definitely all of that, please. <laughs> Ghost Giraffe yes, was yes. hilarious. Uh, yeah. I, I thought the whole thing was fascinating. Um, unfortunately, I had to watch it while I was also cooking um, and dealing with my child. Was it mm. you target Sage? And, yeah, there's and a whole... There, there, so there's a signal that goes out that actually travels farther out than just in the system. But when you get into the system, it's super, super... Uh, gotcha. So you need to but, go there. Uh, but then there's there's other stuff with the toe. Just just you, this video just came out today. Nobody needs to feel bad for not having seen it. I'm just a nut. But like after this show ends, go see it. It's it's gonna be you know 12 minutes of your life that you're gonna be like, oh, I'm glad that I watched that. That's some good shit. So yeah, for sure, check it out. All right, next up. We've got down-to-earth astronomy. We're going to hit this one super fast. He put out a painite mining guide. I cannot bring myself to even find any fucks to give. But for those people who are like, well, I want to get into mining and I'm not whatever. I can't give any fucks because I've lived through this before. I know everything there is to know about mining painite with the lasers or whatever. But he does. He's down-to-earth astronomy. So he does an amazing job of explaining it he does poor poor down to earth man they keep coming back to like okay laser mine more painite and he's like i'm going to have to do another guy <laughs> so like, but he does he does he gets it he brings it out he says okay this is the state of things now uh and it's like literally it's like even in this video you can see he says it he's like all right i kind of already did this guide before but here's some updated this here's updated that he shows the thing and he's like you know, yeah, here's the link to before when I made this ship. And, uh, but I mean, he breaks it down beautifully, uh, 100%, incredibly well. Uh, and I think that it, it well, 
I, I happen to know from 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 personal experience of talking to him privately, he's he's also, I think, along those same lines of like, can can we not get uh, like, um, you know, back to the fun funner ways of doing stuff, the core mining and the subsurface deposit? But but right now, if you really want to go get their credits, go make credits, go laser mine pay night for the highest number of just credits per hour. It's yeah, it's a thing. All right. So go check it out. The link is going to be in the show notes for all of those people that have been playing elite that were playing elite before January of this year. So that have been playing and we're, we're mining, you know, uh, eight months ago. Uh, yeah. You're going to remember everything because it's exactly what you were doing for months on end. Uh, we're back to that. All right. Just in a different spot. Yes. Next up, we've got Cass and Cherry VR Elite Dangerous on Yaw VR Game. Oh, oh wait, I, oh, I, I saw sorry. this. I skipped everybody. I'm so sorry. Does anybody have anything? I'm sure probably nobody does. But do you have anything that you want to add to the Paynight laser mining nah. discussion? Anyone? I'll I'll just add one no. thing. Down to Earth Astronomy is awesome. He's he is. He's uh, been in one of my videos as this kind of like a, <laughs> yes. a guy who knows everything, and he's the guy you go to for information. Uh, he just, is. Uh, if if you don't know what you if you don't know what you're doing, if you're new to the game, go check out Down to Earth Astronomy. He is mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic. That's all I'll say on that. That's yes. <laughs> I will say because it, it sounded rather flippant when I said I have no fucks to give. It's not to Down to Earth. Down to Earth is amazing, and I love him. It's to the fact that I'm just so sick of laser mining painite. But, but Down to Earth is the single greatest guide maker in Elite Dangerous. Go and check his stuff out. He is the best. I love you, man. Go ahead, Arson. I crashed into a planet just at the thought of having to talk about Painite laser mining. Astro's yeah, dude, freaking dude. amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tweet. Uh, I don't have anything to add to mining, period. Yeah. I, I got burnt out doing core mining, so if I'm doing any mining, it's laser mining, and I can't even bring myself to go do that at this point. So Programming limpet node. <laughs> Programming limpet drone, not node. God damn it, I can't even get that right. <laughs> I guess I should show the clip of the uh, VR. Yeah, jump into the the bit uh, a little bit into it where it's it's showing the chair moving, moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm short. just gonna play the the first like 30 seconds or so without audio, so you can go ahead and talk about it. All right. I, so, I did actually see this. So go yeah. on. Sorry. Well, <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, it is. So they basically they they got this little egg pod chair which doesn't look very ergonomic, but whatever. The the amazing thing is. Like, I think you could build a sort of better chair into it, but um, it's this chair set up with the rollers and all that, such that as you're flying Elite in VR, your chair is going to be, you know, moving around so you get the actual physical feel of, like, you're flying around. It's going to be jostling you and shaking you and tilt back and tilt forward and tilt left and tilt right and all that shit. It, uh, it looks super, super cool. Um, yeah, so... Uh, scroll just a little bit past uh, uh, Arson into the video where it shows her like actually going close to the chair maybe slobs unfortunately does not give me scroll control alright but mind. I can let it play while we talk about it yeah yeah so super super interesting um, I just just I it's like oh I want one of those I cannot have one of those because it literally says in the thing 
uh, that it is only for people up to like six foot one or six foot two or something. And I'm six foot seven. So like I'm out automatically. Um, but God damn, that looks cool. Let's start with Scorb. Your thoughts on the chair, man. It looks really interesting. Uh, the, there are some downsides, which they talk about later on in the video, uh, yeah. where you can lose tracking because your chair's moved and the game doesn't know your head's moved, so it thinks you're looking around, so you have to compensate for that. But as a concept, as something that you could have in your house, it looks nice and tidy, uh, quite compact, so it's very tempting. And not massively cheap. It's like, it's, yeah, it's it was like a, a grand. Rent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the well, one with the grand, and then the the pro was like two grand, like nineteen fifty. Yeah, fifteen hundred and two thousand US dollars. Oof. Yeah. I was looking at the uh, as well, same as you. I was looking at the like uh, the height and the weight uh, specs for it. I'm like, I'm borderline. I'll burn that out in six months, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or wring my own neck on the cable. That is one of the around. things that she <laughs> actually mentioned was that the some... cable management. Yeah, cable management, but also that there are a few reports online of people burning out the engines. Mm. Or the motors, rather. Well, that's just motivation right there to hit the gym and drop a few pounds. Amen to that. Whoa, look at her, look at her it's about to yeah. tip over now, there. If that was me, that would be me on my face, uh, <laughs> pretending to be a tortoise with a red shell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be playing Squirtle in about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But the, the... Uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. I I want one. <laughs> I mean, it has to be said the VR is the most immersive way to play Elite Dangerous, and if you've got that with, uh, you know, so if you can feel the acceleration and the gravity, I don't know how they quite done that. You know, as, there's no gravity in the ships in Elite Dangerous, so as as mm. you approach a star, if the star is in front of you, you should feel a tremendous pull towards the glass of your asp or whatever it is and your chair is pinning you in hmm. so and as you turn around the star if the stars below you then you're being pulled down in your chair if it's if it could do stuff like that because i i feel that the way that they've got it implemented is going to be like yes you're on earth and it's like a dog fight and you know you're going to be feeling the sensations as if you're if you're flying over the ground that would be my worry i think just Anything that brings it into more of a whatever is, I mean, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. So just getting the tilting, just getting the tilting and the spinning feel is, is, is huge. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Gravity wells are still a thing that would not be uh, sort of, and also inertia and, and like literally just, you know, okay, you hit a massive acceleration in, in real life, you were hit a massive acceleration. It's going to rock you back into that chair. Mm -hmm. but, if you but hit... who's to say that with the lore they can't write in now okay now we have discovered a way to have in-ship gravity because that's going to come into play not only for this but for vr odyssey too mm -hmm. if we get to walk around our ships are we going to be floating around our ships or are we going to be walking to our well that's you know, a in the back you know so that's a, thing, that's a thing that'll have to be worked out because i think yeah i think you're probably going to go the expanse route of saying You've got the mag boots. You can walk around in your pumps. And then, uh, you know, if you turn off the mag boots for some reason, yeah, now you're talking about VR in a sort of free form floating 
situation with uh you know you handhelds handholds everywhere and kind of like you know grabbing your way like when you see these guys on the space station or whatever where right. they're quite often but walking do they want with to their do do I they mean, want to put maybe... all the work in that's going to do that, or do they want to put a Galnet story out saying that we've discovered this new way to have gravity in our ships and just have, boom, you can walk around now? Well, they made a decision a long time ago to say there's no gravity on the ships. They, yeah. they wanted to stay as true to science as possible. Now, keep in mind, though, that, you know, you say, do they want to do all that work? I, I would say... There's some games that you can look into. Uh, Deliver Us the Moon is yep, a yep. cheap little little game that they had in there where you could, you know, parts of it you were walking around, but other parts of it you were, you know, you could float around or whatever. What was that other VR game where you were on the space station, like floating around? Uh, uh, yeah, they Ant showed it on the uh, Odyssey. Yeah. Or not the Odyssey, but the uh, Obsidian Ant video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. using the handrails to grab and pull yourself around and stuff. That's not impossible to do, is all I'm saying. No, not impossible, but also not easy, I would imagine. So, all right. So, uh, does anybody else have any thoughts on this this chair situation before we move on? Because we're getting way over on time. Nope. All right. So next up, discussion topic. We're we're just going to do one discussion topic for tonight. We're going to move the other one, uh, and we're going to hold back on the uh discussion like reading out uh last week's stuff and we're gonna do them both uh next week on next week's show but discussion topic number one last week we talked about hey frontier give us bookmarks give us uh, uh you know the folders so that we can do bookmarks how we want them give us the ability to sort them as however we want unlimited bookmarks or whatever and and you know different colors and filters and different stuff for bookmarks so this week, looking back at that, because some of the feedback that we got, one of the feedback that we got was like, well, you know, they're not going to want it because of this, that, and the other. And another thing that we were talking about was a, a sort of uh, EDMC, using EDMC and using Python to push through EDMC, a sort of in-cockpit uh, uh, jukebox or, or recorder player that you could you know, play episodes of Elite Week or play episodes of Lave Radio or, or, or play... You know, a down to earth astronomy uh, uh, video or an Ascorbius stream or whatever. Um, let's look at the idea of okay, if Frontier's not giving us this and we've been asking for it and asking for it and asking for it, how can we do it for ourselves? So I challenge you out there, those people out there that know what, 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 how all this stuff works, and, and, and those people who don't that just have maybe ideas like myself that want to throw out stuff and say, ah, what about this? And people go, Hey, that could work. Or people go, hey, you're stupid. But whatever, it's, it's ideas. We throw it to the wall and we see what sticks. What about the idea of a fan-made ultimate bookmark app that runs through EDMC? So number one, now this is using the API to pull stuff, but it's carrying your stuff client side that will show like, okay, here's, I can just make hundreds and hundreds of bookmarks. Um, and I can sort them however I want. I can have a folder that just says, these are all engineers, and this is all my BGS stuff, and this is my Distant Worlds 2 folder, and this is my, uh, you know, rare mats, you know, get, gathering mats folder, and this is my, you know, this expedition or that expedition or this thing or that thing or this aspect or, you know, my buckyball one or whatever. And then, you know, you could use different sort of filters in the galaxy map or in the system maps to like show them up as different a different symbol or a different color or a different whatever 
And all of this could be sort of overlaid through EDMC onto the game. So it would run through the EDMC bar, that 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 menu bar, but it would bring up a, a, a thing and show you, you know, all of the stuff. So that's just my idea of basically saying, wait, what if we modify the our request uh, since we've been asking for this for forever from Frontier? What if we ask how the, the community could make it? Uh, let's start with Tweaked. Your thoughts on that? How the community could make it? Well, I would say that's a great idea. Uh, uh, but they'd have to make sure that it works for all three consoles, you know, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation, that it would work for everybody that plays Elite Dangerous. A lot well, of this kind of stuff I feel like would work great on a PC but might not be transferable to the consoles. Well, this is stuff that would be running through EDMC, so I think it pretty much would just be PC. I don't yeah. I don't think I don't think the consoles have access to EDMC. Right, which I don't think that would be good for the health of the community really because then you're going to get more elitism. No fun intended. Okay. <laughs> All right, Arson, your thoughts on this idea? I I personally would very much like it and and I Arson? Uh sorry, y'all couldn't hear me but everybody else could. Um I I like the idea. I would very much like to see it. And on the the console note, I, I would offer the counter argument that number one, there is nothing stopping a console commander with a laptop or a computer uh, or a smartphone capable of running Windows apps, which is possible from throwing EDMC on. And there is also uh, the possibility of making a mobile version of the app for console players as well uh the the key thing would just be getting uh frontier to expose whatever information we might need um in the api well don't they already have the api exposed for mm -hmm. console sure players do. so it would just be a matter of figuring a console player would need to figure out how to dedicate like a tablet or a laptop or whatever to running it and then just set up the system. And once you get it, it would be kind of a pain in the ass to set up the first time. But once it's set up, then it's set up, right? Yeah, but don't let the consoles, uh, the, the, the image of a console fool you. I mean, I see images on Reddit all the time of people taking their console and turning it into a Hoda Simpit. <laughs> so I'm sure we'll see people that are playing on console that would actually take the time to get it set up. Okay. All right. And Scorb, your thoughts? I'm on record as uh, being someone who doesn't ac actively doesn't like using third party tools. For things okay. unless i have absolutely no choice mm. and for bookmarks really bookmarks like sorting them and coloring them and things that's why isn't that in the game right now why isn't that like th this is this is a hill that i will die on like that stuff the the community should not have to fix that that's mm. something that is on the front end and the front end team could go you know what bob Bob, your task this week is to make it so that they can sort their bookmarks, if nothing else. Oh, and give them twice as many. Put mm. them into folders. Because they've done it with messages. They've and done it'd be it fairly really... easy, I would imagine, right? It's it wouldn't a piece be that of hard. Piss. Like, I'm a dev. It's a piece of piss to do that. You've got you've got a series of data. It's already um, got some kind of categorization in there. You're just grouping it and then choosing how you render those groups. It's not hard. Why does that have to be the community's 
uh, responsibility to to make that into a usable thing. And sorry, hill I will die on. That has to be in game. Ha! <laughs> I would love it to be in game. I've asked for it repeatedly from multiple uh, community managers, and every time I bring it up, they go, "Oh, that sounds like a great idea. We'll look into that." And then I never hear about it again. So, I'm just saying, at this point, if uh, you know, at this point, it's like, well, I tried this, I tried that, I tried. What else can we try? Just, just anything. I, I honestly believe that when odyssey drops and we get the new update of the code and all that kind of stuff i i believe little things like that will be changed i, I was actually just about to say the same thing because how the hell are we going to navigate on a planet on foot without our ship or srv and all the sensors that come with that mm. well i don't know we'll see i guess we'll have to see how that goes fingers crossed for for what's coming and and uh you know, we'll see how it ends up. But guys, put in in the in the comments section after this, you know, after this video is not streaming live, uh, when it when it's done, put in your thoughts or write us at elite elite week thirty three oh six at gmail.com or come into the Discord, which you're gonna see the notes for in the uh in the uh uh comment section of the video. But I'm just going to say it right now so that nobody has the excuse of, well, I didn't see it in the thing. The the Discord is just tinyurl.com forward slash elite week discord, all one word, no spaces, no anything. So tinyurl.com elite week discord. Come and go into the community feedback section and tell us what your thoughts are on this, uh, you know, on this idea. And everyone who, you know, not trolls, but anyone who puts in, their thoughts on this whether you agree with me or disagree with me or you have you know something else you want to state or an idea to make it better or just you really want to you know sort of uh um mirror what what uh commander scorbia said where he's like no nah, you guys put this in the game for realsies um say it because i i know that some of the frontier staff uh actually listen to the show i get feedback every week from one of the community managers who tells shares their ideas on it and and you know if this is important to you say so uh and and if you're like man yeah i wish edmc would pick this up and or whatever like or hey i have an idea to do it better or i have an idea that makes it irrelevant or whatever join in on the discussion because everyone's ideas will get shared next week we're going to go through and we're going to discuss all of the the feedback that we get on this and we'll 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 definitely give it a good airing and see if any ideas shake through that we can we can do something awesome with you know um all right so that brings us to state of the game which is where we definitely need to be at so that we can all take a take a breather and relax um State of the game. So there's a couple thoughts that I have on state of the game. The first is there were the whole idea of these patches that we've been having are fleet carrier bugs. Okay. So there's been issues where I go into super cruise. I'm targeting my fleet carrier to go, you know, land and swap ships. Uh, I go into super cruise. I, I, I look up all of a sudden I'm aimed at somebody else's fleet carrier or a star. Uh, there's been people that have been getting disconnect codes, mob adder, oh, there's people that are like long time tunneling. There's issues with this, there's issues with that. There's all kinds of little issues, little bips and bobs that are not 
working right with the game. Now, let's be honest. It, this is a situation that is going to, when any MMO, when they introduce big new honking features, this happens. This is just part of it. You just have to accept it and deal with it and do your best. Don't get discouraged. Move on. Make it work. It's not it's 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 worth the price of admission because either you get two choices okay you can have shit running stable as fuck and never introduce anything new into it and what you have there is stable stagnation you have entropy you have nothing new happening and that's boring or they can give you cool new shit to play with when they give you cool new shit to play with it's going to break lots of little things all over the place you have to give them some time to get in and fix it and whatever I personally am a big fan of that. I'll give me some broken shit. It's okay. We'll work it. We'll figure it out. We'll whatever. But give me new shit to play with and we'll see what, what's what. But all of these fleet carrier bugs that we still have some lingering from that go all the way back to the June 9 patch. We still have shit where you're de-target. You, you know, you deselect the target. We still have people getting kicked out. We still have some instability. We still have some jitters here and there. And, you know, they've been making changes to try to fix it and do stuff. But a lot of the sort of bugs got drowned out from all of the noise from mining and tritium salt from the dot three and the dot four patch. OK, I feel like they've done a good job of putting that salt to rest. So let's say for a moment, let's close the book on the, the mining whining and let's close the book on the trit, you know, whining and say, OK, they, they've given us a solution. It might not be to everyone's liking. Some people might think it's a little too easy. Some people might think it's a little too hard, but whatever. Let's close the book on that. Let's get back to focusing on, let's fix the actual fleet carrier bugs, the stuff where, you know, for example, the exploit that we talked about last week where you could put, you know, 500,000 tons on your fleet carrier and it'll hold it all. Close that exploit, please. Frontier, that's not good. Uh, the, the weird issues where people are having instability, the weird issues where people are getting dropped out, the weird issues where something shows up as stolen when it was not stolen, uh, or, or just the, these little things that are lingering. Let's let's let the dot five patch, you know, next week or the week after, let's let that sort of try to address these instability issues. And I think a lot of them sort of are going to go away now that people are spreading out and we're not having all of the things in you know a couple of systems but let's focus on that because we need to clear the board we need to get fleet carriers behind us a hundred percent that it doesn't have these little niggling sort of oh this problem still has not been addressed or oh this little thing is still going back to june let's get rid of all of that so that we clear the board and we're ready for what comes next because i believe i still believe we're going to get a lead in sometime between now and October 1st of the story is going to turn back on. There's going to be some Thargoid activity. There's going to be stuff. I'm not letting go of that. There will be stuff. And, and I've already heard from some people like, oh, well, I was expecting something was going to happen this week. Oh, why? Oh, you know, from things, hearsay, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I did say that it was going to be sometime between the middle of August. But I also said between the middle of August and October 1st, and I said flat out, they, the reason why there's that lead time, it wasn't fleet carriers are out, okay, now the story's back, is because they first need to 
put out all the fires. They need to fix all the shit that's not working right. And they very clearly have not gotten there yet. They've gotten, I think now, where they fixed the stuff from the .3.4 patch. I think the .3.4 patch had fixed some stuff that was broken in supply and demand and in, you know, mining being a little overpowerful and whatever. So, like, okay, they're making good strides in a, a host of different things. But now let's get back to the actual fundamentals of the fleet carrier and fix some of those little just nitpicky stuff that it's like oh this kind of sucks this isn't good i wish that needs to get fixed and that massive exploit of unlimited storage in a fleet carrier also needs to get fixed um so that's number one number two it was in april of 3305 so april of last year of, of the year 20 uh 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 19 that uh wait no april of yeah 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 it was in a <sighs> Now I'm second guessing myself. 3306. Yes, it was April of 2019 that the uh, uh, company that makes the SRVs got bought out by uh, Core Dynamics. So it was Bodil. Bodil is the company that makes the SRVs, and they just made the one. And they were having you know money problems, and they always were like, "No, we're just making this one. We're not making other SRVs. We're just making this one." And they got bought out by Core Dynamics, uh, the Rochester family. And Core Dynamics, obviously, they make lots of different versions of all of the things. So we were having this discussion in the Discord, in the Elite Week Discord this week. And I posted tons of pictures and links to all different kinds of SRVs with Odyssey coming, man. Oh, I'm so excited for the new SRVs that's coming. And I think that that story, which we have a link uh in the in the show notes too uh that exact story did you bring it up arson is uh i sure is did. yeah that story is i think how we're gonna get new srvs we're gonna get i hope a mining srv and i hope a combat srv and i hope uh this srv and a that srv and all kinds of cool shit all right so those are my uh those are my state of the game thoughts arson comments on mine and add your own so I, on the SRV thing, I just want a motorcycle or a speeder bike, and I'll be very, very happy. <laughs> um, as as far as all the uh, the FC stuff is concerned for the carriers, honestly, I, I'm pretty pretty proud of Frontier. They have not been shy about mm -hmm. getting things patched, communicating, and. Yes, I have experienced a lot of the same bugs, including disconnects and targeting and all that crap. But there is nothing in this game right now that is so broken that it is game-breaking for me. And I'm happy mm -hmm. about that. Beautiful. All right. So you covered the SRV thing briefly. You covered the fleet carrier thing. What are your what What do you want to add on state of the game? Your thoughts? Well, uh, we have a Commander Ravanov uh, who has reported on the Elite Dangerous forums that they have made it from Seoul to Colonia in one hour and 18 minutes. And then they go to say that going by the same standard as Commander Steve Falcon, who went dock to dock, uh, mm -hmm. was uh, they basically did it the same way that they did, broke the record, and... Uh, 
they did it using uh, their Mark One eyeball and some planning. They didn't use third-party tools, uh, mm. which I find really, really interesting because you always hear people talk about, oh, use the Neutron routers and things like that. But you can use the in-game tools pretty effectively. But an hour mm. and 18 minutes. <laughs> well, you also had an extended tank so you could make better use of the Neutrons, yeah. Yeah, but but even so, mm -hmm. like my twenty three light year Python, I get about a thousand light years an hour. Yeah, it's what twenty something thousand. <laughs> it's got over, yeah, man. They they've got over twenty times the speed of my Python. It's it's just insane. Good stuff. It's absolutely good stuff. That will be in the show notes for people to look into. All right. Anything else, Orson? Uh no, I don't have anything that. Uh that i want to okay. discuss that's not being moved to next week all right tweet yeah as far as the srvs i i kind of believe we'll be getting them as well but i think it's partially because there may be missions on the ground that will require different types of srvs than what we already have mm. and i think that'll play into the story as to why we're getting them beautiful as far as all of the bugs and everything go, uh, I think they're doing, FDEV is doing a marvelous job trying to take care of all those problems. Mm -hmm. And if you play any online game, uh, <laughs> you, you look at Rockstar this week with Red Dead Online, where they've had horses flying in the air and animals falling <laughs> out of the sky, and uh, every game has their bugs. And uh, like Arson said, there's nothing in this game so broken that mm. it's game breaking at all. I mean, this game's totally playable absolutely and i would say for my state of the game it's kind of a plea to the community again i had somebody message me with a scenario where they were mining and got bumped by something and exploded and lost their cargo and mm. i was asked what can i do you know how do i stop that and please people commanders engineering please 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 if you don't have horizons it's on sale right now it's Elite Dangerous and Horizons are both on sale. Hmm. Go get it and set yourself a goal. You don't have to grind all the engineers all at once. Set yourself a goal to do one engineer a week or one engineer every two weeks. And just it will open up the game and make it so much more enjoyable for everybody. And you'll find that this game is just that much more amazing once you have all that taken care of. And while you're at it, stop in at the People's Princess and get your prismatic shields. It's nice. Absolutely. All right. So that was an awesome addition for, for Tweak there, uh, that uh, the base game and Horizons are both on sale right now. I don't know how, but I somehow did not manage to even see that. So I'm assuming this is the Steam, Steam sale, the summer sale? Well, I know for sure it's on Xbox, and typically when it's on Xbox, it's across the board, so... Okay, interesting. Good stuff. Commander Scorbius, your thoughts on state of the game? Do you have anything to add to the fleet carrier side? Uh, well, well, I was just thinking about the... Uh, like, it's on sale. Does that mean I'm going to get a fourth account? <laughs> <laughs> In terms we? of like the, the bugs, yeah, they're on it. So that's all I'll add to that. They're, yep. Yeah, let's just leave them, leave them be. Work. Let them fix bugs. They're, doing, they're, they're on it. So don't worry mm -hmm. about it. They'll get things fixed. I actually... Yeah, you know, that that thing that off by one error uh, is I, I I've seen that all the time in software engineering. So um, <laughs> uh, SRVs, yes, tanks, personnel carriers. <laughs> That's probably going to come in in um, an Odyssey. Big dump uh, truck full of ore. 
Yeah, dump trucks, motorbikes, speeder bikes, all the things. Give me all the mm. things. Um, and so, so for for my state of the game, mm. uh, I I was um, perusing through some news, and uh, it was just a just a news site on on my phone, and I I recognised the face. <laughs> and um, I, don't, I don't know if um, people in chat and people listening to to this after the fact, how many people know who Jay Britton is? Um, he, if you don't know who he is, he, uh, you've certainly heard him. He's the voice of many of the audio logs in game. Uh, he's one of the voice actors, along with Amelia Tyler, does lots of the voice <laughs> logs as well for some of the um, generation ships and other things as well. Uh, a really good voice actor, and also has started streaming. Uh, you know, since like the whole lockdown, um, getting gigs for voice acting work and things is just like everybody else has been more problematic so they've started um streaming and he's built quite a community around him uh is is really super nice guy if you don't know who he is just search for him on twitch he's he's wonderful wonderful guy and uh but there was an incident that happened and it's made the news uh one of his uh community um started saying that they weren't feeling very well having difficulty breathing and this this guy was in germany and so that you know, Jay, Jay Britain is UK based, and, so, and, and because like we have these worldwide communities, we all know each other, we talk to each other all the time, but we can't just go around their house and make sure that they're okay if they're suddenly not there. So he's implemented in in his Discord in his community a buddy system. Um, so a few people um, know the contact details for individuals. So if something bad happens, it's like, where's John? We haven't seen John for a day. He said he won't feel very well. Uh, well, Brian knows John. Got his phone number. Okay, Brian, can you check John's okay? Not everybody needs to know everybody's contact details, you know, because you've got, you know, privacy is an issue. But with these close-knit communities, it's really, really super great that people are looking out for each other. And, and the fact that it was so powerful, it made the news. So, um, so... So for one, that's a fantastic thing, and it's a great idea. And if you aren't doing that in your communities, it might be a good idea to think about that. And two, Mr. J. Britton, sir, if you're watching this, you are an absolute legend. And thank you for doing that. And Absolutely. that is my state of the game. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. All right, everybody. We've taken you through the odyssey that is the Week in Elite Dangerous. One last thing I'm going to leave you with Tuesday. Tuesday, we're getting the dev diary. Now, I happen to uh, have a, a little sort of thought I want to leave you with. The dev diary is going to be, uh, I, I have reason to believe that it's going to be interesting. I have reason to believe that it's going to blow some people's minds. It's not going to be your standard, like, okay, here we're going to show you about how we make this rock and this looks pretty, this looks whatever. It's going to have that stuff, it's going to have the standard, whatever. But it's also going to drop some knowledge bombs on you about shit that's coming in Odyssey's new stuff and amazing stuff. And as they already said, there are going to be uh, interesting guests on the it now. The the original explanation for it that I we we got obviously on the on the uh, stream on the live stream from Bruce was he said something about that there's going to be an interesting guest. Uh, a cameo appearance that was going to have some interesting insight into what's coming. 
and then later with Stephen, the the following day, Stephen said guests plural. Now I don't think he could have misspoke. It might just be one special cameo, but I'm I'm laying money down right now. What I'm calling is it's going to be Doctor K Ross on the stream, and then the cameo is going to be. I, I think it could be the product manager for Elite that's that's sort of unannounced as of now, but I think it could also be Mr. David Braben himself. And I'm I am calling it right now. Next Tuesday. Call me a liar if I'm wrong. Next Tuesday you're gonna say, Holy shit, they showed a thing, like an actual a gameplay loop, a thing, a new big not not the standard teaser. Oh, okay, they were walking. Let's read into it. What's this? But like actual, like, oh shit, this is concrete and this is showing me new stuff that I'm going to be doing come January. And then I'll say after that, so there's that, that's going to be awesome. Then I'm telling you, you're going to get a big honking trailer August 29th. Watch, tell me I'm wrong. You're going to get it the weekend of Gamescom, 27th through the 30th. I think it's going to be on the 29th. It's going to have cool shit in it and i'm telling you right now you're gonna have odyssey to play unless something gets pushed back you're gonna have odyssey to play come january 15th those are my predictions anybody want to add or question or 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 argue with any of them hop in now arson braven braven (laughs) there you go (laughs) tweet yeah i'm about in the same boat i'm just totally psyched for any little bits of info we get about what odyssey is going to bring to us scorbius i'll also chant brave and brave <laughs> we love us some david braven up in these parts all right ladies and gentlemen it's been fun we love you uh i'm going to leave you with the words of bill and ted when they said be excellent to each other arson cross say goodbye to the beautiful people the beautiful people Goodbye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Nanu Nanu. Fucking A right, bro. And the coveted spot of the final words of the cast go to our special guest, Commander Scorpius. Have a great evening, you wonderful people. Fly safe. Oh no, have a good time. And fly aimless. Beautiful. Arson, play us out. Thank you.